Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. Joining me is... Can you tell this is not our normal hours to be recording, folks? Okay, that was me tabbing over to the channel, or to the tab that I have the intro in, and I was like, I know what the intro is, but also, I like to, I like to read it. We're li- we've lost some of our pep, some of our spice of life. I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. And we are once again joined by Emrys. Hey, it's me again. Today, we are continuing Zero with Acts 11 and 12 slash episodes 3 and 4 of season 2. We made it through volume 3. Only one more Yay. volume to go. But first, we have some tea to sip. It's late after all. We're recording it. 10 p.m. Eastern, although it feels like 11 because of DST. Yeah, uh, this is daylight savings time change day now. And just sure happened to me. We also have some Yuri. We know the devil is Yuri to talk about. It's definitely at Yuri. least one of these is Yuri. Now, plain song Christmas special. <laughs> that is okay. the opposite. It's of Yuri tea time. It's Yuri tea time. Um. Welcome to Yuri Tea Time. This is Yuri Tea Time, and I'm Yuri Tea Time. Let's start with the <laughs> Quantum Yuri Tea Time. Uh, last episode, we did anime that we're watching this season. Um, oh, yeah. And you, dear listener, may have been like, that's a lot of anime for Fen and Ben to be watching. Yeah, it's bad, uh, and we shouldn't be doing it. Finally, I'm starting to understand people talking about the dangers and risks of seasonal anime on your mind uh-huh i feel uh, like my brain is melting like pudding in the sun so we added hyakano or 100 girlfriends who really 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 love you i think it's three reallys um uh beautifully animated show uh has some issues but is animated really well and goes for the premise real hard I am so, so sorry. It's the 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you. Oh, that fourth one's important. Nope. That's five. <laughs> oh, even better. Um, I'm updating in my notes, and I'm uh, resigning from the podcast effective immediately out of shame. Uh, we also added uh, Kusuria no Hitorigoto, or The Apothecary Diaries. This is a... The first three episodes are well animated, and then episode four is incredible. Um, it is so funny because I watched that episode after hearing Fen be like, "This is an all timer. This is like a banger on like another level. This is like the best thing I, that's happened all year." And I watched it. and I was like, "That was a pretty good episode." I don't really get it, but Fen is operating on like a different level of animation, uh, like processing than I am. Um. Yeah, I think so. It is hard to it is hard to stand up to last se- uh, last fall, mm-hmm. which had both Bochi and Yamasusu, which are like Yamasusu Next Summit, which are both like just operating on a different level than than most shows. Period. Um, operating on a different level than most shows most years. Uh, I would say. Um, That's so it's like so good, but. Uh, I think that like episode four is incredibly well directed and just has some really, really expressive animation. Yeah. Uh, in a in a less exaggerated way than those two shows, right? Like it doesn't it's not cartoonish, 
uh, it is kind of restrained. Mm-hmm. Or the the show in general at times is cartoonish. The the protagonist is um is uh a like uh, apothecary detective as part of the emperor's court mm-hmm. in the inner palace in China in some Time year. Period. Um. Uh, and so there are there are times where she turns into like a little cat girl, uh, or yeah, um, or there are, there are a couple of scenes of her like bouncing out of a doorway that are really goofy, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't go for the kind of like exaggerated motion or proportions. Not as um, much smear frames. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good show. And Hundred Girlfriends is. Uh, the Funny. title says it all. Yeah, it is uh, a it's a girl collecting show. Yes, it is a rom com about a boy who has a hundred soulmates, and um, I think we're up to episode five. We're up to three. Wait, have we seen episode five yet? Uh, no. Okay, so episode four we're up to three. Episode five adds uh fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's really well animated. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to say about these. I'll have Speaking more to say at the end. of things that we don't have much to say about, we played Plain Song Christmas Special. Sure I did. said this in the pre-show, but this is this is like this might not just be rock bottom for the uh altogether jam project that of uh, playing all the altogether jam games. This is probably rock bottom for this podcast, right? I could argue that. Have we hmm okay. like there are things that are like is X long bad or long? <laughs> I would rather read X Men than Plain Song Christmas Special. Yes, X Men. Yeah, I mean, there's some good not X-Men my thing, but I can improve. Wait, go ahead. I said there's some decent X Men comics out there. You just got to pick the right ones. Well, this is the thing. Is like, yes, uh, I can recognize that uh, the X Men comics that we read even were both are doing a thing, even if it didn't resonate with me quite as much as uh, I believe that was Ina's. Uh, poor, yes. our very strongest guest, Ina. Uh, but and and if I had read more of it, uh, I think it would have resonated a little bit easier. But uh, Plain Song is just like brutally short, badly written, badly translated, uninteresting on every level, and visually nothing. I was going to say, uh, it is blessedly short. <laughs> that is the that one is the one thing, thing, thing I'm going to say for. Yeah. I am joking about it uh being worse or better than x-men uh yeah this is this is probably the worst thing that we've covered you're just trying to hurt a specific subset of our listeners uh i was i'm so sorry it's late i'm a little punchy Mm -hmm. um yeah christmas this exists uh the the basic plot line is a girl santa makes a mistake and what is the mistake even that she shows up early she shows up on the 21st instead of the 25th but like she doesn't didn't do anything 
Uh, she existed. Um, and so she's like, oh, please, boy, who was the protagonist of Plain Song or shares a name with? No, 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 it no, seems no, to no. be There's a parallel universe. Yes. Um, because, because I was like, okay, so he's that guy. What happened to his girl? And it's just, this is his girl. Because he gives yeah, her a name and it's the same name as the girl in Plain Song. Yeah. Except for she's a completely different person. Yeah. Has nothing in common with that girl. It's just that, like, for the purposes of this... Yeah. The only thing that Eno uh, uh, wants is like a mommy girlfriend. Uh, yeah. This is like the driving force of so much media. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Is I want a girlfriend who will cook me food and she'll be like charmingly not great at it maybe. Or, But she, you know, she's going to get good at it because she's my wife now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And so he is forced to date Santa and then uh she gets fired anyway and comes back and it's are there different endings or is it just the same no matter what no i don't think that there's different endings i didn't I go I back and check all i couldn't options. do it you did did you do all the options yeah wow fan that's the <laughs> amount of dedication that i am not expecting you to have to bring to this podcast i think that there was at least one bad end there's a bunch of like comedy sexual assault options that i just avoided because i assumed they would get them closer together <laughs> and then i was like get the fuck out of here live your little santa life and then she came back and i was like god damn it i played hard to get now she's still in my damn house uh yeah game is bad uh the funniest thing in this entire thing was that uh the opening menu uh, the options are begin the tragedy your tragic memories and end your life yep it has nothing to do with the tone of the actual <laughs> visual novel at all. No. Yep. No, no. Um but yeah, the whole thing is like even more so than the than the original plain song written in this like pop culture gag like irony drenched like garbage like meta garbage. Uh before yeah, Twitter, you had to shit post somehow, and, and people would uh, like this creator just decided it was VNs uh-huh. that they were. I uh, cannot believe on which they wanted to paint. The poor little bird was far and away their best work. Yeah. Well, and the worst thing is this one's like lampshading everything about it, and lampshading everything about the previous one too. I yeah. was so mad about that. I was like. If you're going to, like, if you recognize that your last game was, like, a cliched piece of trash, write something different. But that's yeah. that's Poor Little Bird, right? Yes. Which is, like, uh, not good either, but it's yeah. better than either of these. I don't know that we said it. They literally go to a movie that is the events of uh, the first game. They sure do. Which is a choice to make, I guess. Um... Look, There's not everyone in... can do uh, the, uh, what is it, the Tiger movie from Hollow Rider Axia in their game. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry if any coughing gets into this. I'm very sick. Um, well, I don't know if very sick is the right word, but I am. I have a cough that won't go away. So oh, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks a lot, but uh, I'm, I'm managing. It's just making it a little hard to record the damn podcast. Emerus, do you want to take a turn talking and talk about the thing that you brought that we didn't get time to play? Sure. So uh, I uh, checked out uh, Comet, which is a uh, VN by uh, Gary, 
who uh, is a uh, friend of the show here. Um, and it's pretty fun. It was uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It's not too long. It took me probably about two hours. I got all but one of the endings. I got the true end. I don't want to go into too much details because uh, uh, I figure if you guys want to check it out, I don't want to spoil the thing. But it does neat stuff with like um, how spacing and the text layout is in visual novels to to make an interesting story. And it's the basic premise is it's about you. Uh, you're a girl uh, talking to your best friend. Um, waiting for the guy your um, parents kind of have been pushing you to get in a relationship with to go out on a date. And then kind of goes into some unexpected places from there. And I don't want to say too much more than that because, I, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything that, that happens. Yes, this is uh, Comet. It's got two underscores. It's by Super Biased Gary. It's on Steam. It's cheap. Go buy it for fuck's yeah. sake. It's good. It's cheap. It's tells a, a story that's great and uh, not long and get like hits some really good points and has some really affecting parts and I highly recommend it. One sec. Right now, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it live on podcast. I'm buying it. You should follow my. Uh, it's like three dollars. Go buy it. We're not going to co- uh, cover it in exhaustive detail because I feel like that's a rude thing to do about a friend's uh, super small visual novel, but uh, we will probably talk about it a bit Yeah. Uh, once we do manage to play it. Uh, I don't... I don't know what it says about me, but I feel like it says something about me that I, my initial thing was I filled in those two, uh, uh, blank spaces with EC for Comicat, <laughs> or IC, I guess. Okay, um, it's purchased, it's downloaded. Alright, follow my example, people. Play yeah. small visual novels. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Shoutouts to Gary. We don't have a fun nickname for Gary. No, Marin's really... Well, okay, we have two people with fun nicknames. Uh-huh. We have... Well, Peregrine's our boys love correspondent. Okay, three people. Mm-hmm. Catherine is the podcast Simoto. Yes. I don't know that we've said that on pod, but we'll, Catherine... We'll cover the lore of the... this next time. Uh, <laughs> is Catherine our is our Ernest Emoto who uh, always helps us out with our homework because uh, we are irresponsible in Nasons. <laughs> oh no, this paints <laughs> us in such a dark picture. And uh, Ka- uh, you know, I covered Catherine Marin as our once and future guest, and Ina is our very strongest guest. Wow, we have a lot of titles. Yes, I, I do. I do my best to title people. Emerus, I haven't come up with one for you yet. That's okay. I've only been here twice. There's t- there's time. There's time. Mm-hmm. There's time. We can figure it out. Speaking of very small visual novels, we also played uh, We Know the Devil.
it is small in size, but outsized in, uh, you've probably heard of it if you're listening to this podcast, even if you haven't played it. Uh, it kind of has like a reputation. It's well known, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an early EVN that got popular. Uh-huh. A queer VN. Yep. That's part of why it got popular. Fen, I swear to God. You don't need to throw so much fucking shade at it. <laughs> for, for fuck's sake. Fen, Fen has... Hmm. Amaris, is this your first time playing We Know the Devil? It is. I, I First time I played it was just a week and a half ago. Did you enjoy it? Mostly. Okay. That's an even-handed response that leaves room for its flaws <laughs> and its positive points. Yeah, I'd say it has some great parts it has some not so great parts and it, it has, has some overall technical issues it. that are a bit annoying sure uh, <laughs> why was this not renpy existed in 2015 right yes like right that why not just use renpy i played we know the devil many years ago not right when it came out probably but pretty soon after i played it early into uh when i was uh transitioning and i played a whole bunch of queer shit and like read a bunch of queer shit that i had heard about and you know was trying out a bunch of things i like it a lot i have a tattoo with a line from it on my arm uh i wouldn't call this like central to my identity i really wanted a tattoo <laughs> um but uh I think it's a great game, and I think that part of that is that I really like the way that it's written, the prose style that it's written in, and so that carries a lot of it for me, even if I think that it is kind of a cute game at times, more than like a super interesting game. Uh, but boy, do I love the prose. The prose are great. The art, also great. The art's fantastic. There's not a lot yeah. of art in this game, but it's all great. Yes. I cannot uh, disagree with either of these. The p- photo backgrounds? Fan. Fantastic. The photo background. Fantastic. Love mm. a good photo background. Um, okay. Do we want to give like a brief summary of what this game is? Fen, do you want to do it? Or should I do it? Three so that you don't? queer teenagers uh-huh. are at a summer camp. Two of them are lesbians, one is trans. This is immediately and incredibly apparent. Yes, none of them are out, though, is the uh, thing. That's, that's true. Um, and it's a very Christian summer camp is the other uh, yes. important It's fact. Christian magical girls, <laughs> which is a very funny combination. Um, they uh, Various things happen. Uh, you get to, along the way, you choose which pairs hang out. Uh, the pair that has, or the person who has gotten to hang out with either of the other two people the least, ends up um, uh, here's what, getting here's, visited uh, by the devil. Yes, and uh, and becoming like coming out basically. Uh huh. Yeah. Turning into a monster, peeking out of the closet, and being pushed back in. Yeah. Basically. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have... Okay, I, I so want to fight Fen about this, but I really don't have a lot of energy. Fen, what... 
I don't think we need to do, we don't have the time to like do an exhaustive thing of this. And again, we know the devil, it's $6.66, which it was is very like, fun. It was on sale. I guess it was because it was right before Halloween. I paid like $2 and something cents for it. If you haven't bought it, you know, buy it. I don't think that they're like, um, I feel like they have like jobs now, but you know, everyone's got like, go buy it if you haven't. If you it's worth it. two dollars and whatever. It's worth six dollars easy. Um, this is the this is the thing that really got my goat. Is Fen was like talking about this with some like uh friends in a Discord or something like that, and someone someone was like, Fen tells me that someone was like, why was this even a commercial project? Why was any charging money for this? This should have been a free game. And I was like, I said to Fen. I would break every single finger on that person's hand uh, if yeah, I could get a hold on. of them right now. Fuck them. They said that and then immediately were like, I'm being a jerk right now. I'd uh, kill them. I wouldn't give them time to get that out of their goddamn mouth. Um, Games take a lot of fucking work. They sure do. Yep. Uh, my first experience with We Know the Devil was, oh, you are, you should have been written in a visual novel engine, not in whatever home-baked thing that you made because it's not good <laughs> yeah um, i never had as much trouble with the with it mechanically but i did have a really funny issue that cropped up where i could no longer access the menu buttons after a certain mm -hmm. point except fast forward clicking on any other menu button besides fast forward would cause it to advance one page Interesting. fascinating uh -huh. I had to like stop it and reset, but I could not save my progress because I couldn't click save button. Uh, it's not that critical to save your progress. It's short enough and you can skip scenes you've seen before. So, Oh, totally. Except I think using a fast forward is what fucked it up in the first place. <laughs> hmm. So I was worried. I was like, I just got to get through this route. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. the, the other annoying thing is you can't space bar to advance that i kept doing that constantly yeah mm -hmm. you can hammer the enter button but like sometimes you want to have the space bar you know yeah so yeah i totally get that i played this before i had played basically any other visual novels at all so none of that bothered me and like it's like a, you can get through a root of this in, a, in an, like an under an hour it's not that bad you know no yeah yeah i did but, the first route you know, in about 40 minutes quality of life stuff is always nice mm -hmm. this is the thing is that like i play too many visual novels that is so persnickety and i okay uh i play too many visual novels and so like basic stuff like i assume right click will bring up a menu mm -hmm. i assume that scrolling up will uh will use the backlog or like go to the backlog um and it's stuff like that that is like every time i try that and it doesn't work i'm like oh right why didn't you just use Renpy? <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Which is like, yes, it is only, it took me like an hour and 40 minutes to get through all mm -hmm. three routes and then a true end. I skipped everything that I'd already seen. There's some weird, like, slowdown in places. I never had slowdown. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had that happen a few times. Interesting. Uh, I was playing on my laptop. Not okay, a, okay. Not a desktop. So, like, again, it's like a bunch of stuff that is like, you should have just used Renpy. Yeah, Renpy uh, famously doesn't have any problems. Sure, but Me, like developing in Renpy, 
haven't found it to be a huge pain in the ass at all. Yes, but what I'm yes, you know what I mean. I am nodding. I am nodding and agreeing with you. Uh-huh. Uh, however, game looks great. Prose is good. Music slaps. Did you not like the music? No, music slaps. Music like, fucking slaps. This is the Music's this is great. the thing is, uh, I knew coming in that Ben and I were going to say, uh, here is what this game is, and agree a hundred percent, and then have drastically different takeaways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I did not enjoy. Okay, this game gave me a a panic attack about being queer <laughs> because it's one of those things. That, like, literally everyone I know who's played it, who's queer, is like, hell yeah, this rules. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting over here going, I didn't like it very much. Okay. I must just not be queer in the right way. Me and Fen did some unpacking about this off of podcast. We kept meaning not to talk about it, but we, we did a really bad job on that. That's part of why I don't quite know what to say, because I feel like I've already said everything to Fen that I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did sleuth out some interesting facts about Fen. First of all, I don't think... I think that there's an... Uh, kind of annoying uh type of queer person who would be like oh no this is canonical like work if you're uh queer in america this is your experience mm-hmm. that's just simply not true that is very no, silly that's, that's like being like yeah. that's programmer sock uh cat girl energy you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like haha yes i know i get it you think you think this is very funny it's okay if you like that stuff but stop acting like this is the be all end all of the like queer experience in america you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it gets exhausting i don't think that the game was written that way but or like written intending to cultivate that kind of audience definitely not but it it does it has like turned into an icon of that in a certain sense although not so much anymore i don't think i think that like that kind of has dropped off in the recent years yeah Yeah, Um, probably talk about it less frequently Uh uh-huh uh, but also, Fen, you weren't really raised religiously, <laughs> Catholicly. No. Where are you? I was not raised Catholic or like, uh, um, yeah, evangelical Protestant. Too, yeah, but... evangelical Protestant. Um, I was raised in a, in a church that was like, I remember my dad pulling me aside or like talking to my dad at some point, And he's like, well, yeah, like of. Of course, religion exists or uh, evolution exists, mm-hmm. but like we also believe in God. Uh-huh. Uh, when, when in 2005, when Massachusetts legalized gay marriage, mm-hmm. uh, the church had to sit down and was like, yep, we're going to do gay marriages here. Wow. Um, See, this is the thing is that you grew up and around people who were queer and it wasn't weird, right? Yes. Like, it, and this is okay. I grew up in the Pioneer Valley in Massachusetts, uh-huh. which is uh, incredibly progressive, um, or at least was at the time. I don't know what the demographics are now. Uh, two, like, hippie parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, yeah, the, the like, specific... Uh, yeah, one, never went to... I went to summer camp. I did not go to, like... But that was like a summer day camp, not not a sleepover. Uh, and or the summer the sleepover summer camp that we did go to was uh um uh yeah, was also like it was uh 
you know, I did rock climbing and camping and mm-hmm. um you didn't meet the devil there. No, no devil. I think my my favorite my favorite uh summer camp experience there was like a two week uh biking and rock climbing mm-hmm. thing where we had uh packed up everything we needed onto our bikes and and biked around and but so very different experience from the like uh we're gonna group you up into cabins mm-hmm. and uh everyone's Christian and mm-hmm. uh like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amrish, I don't know I mean, if you want to talk about your uh, background in that way. You don't have to if you don't want to, but feel I, free. I can a little bit. So, I mean, I grew up in rural Pennsylvania in uh, an area that was very conservative, generally speaking. Uh, I mean, my parents were probably some of the most progressive people I knew there. And that my mom was kind of like a, I think she was a leftist back in the 60s and 70s that kind of burned out. And, kind of embraced a more nothing's going to fix attitude and uh, kind of my dad was kind of your traditional liberal centrist. So mm-hmm. that was about as progressive as people got. Uh, nobody talked about uh, being gay. Nobody talked about trans people at all. That wasn't even something I knew, knew about till I was way older. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was kind of the the place that I grew up, and you ever do a we, summer I camp? Did, I did do a summer camp. I did it one time for one week, and I it was the most one of the most miserable experiences I remember having as a kid. <laughs> Incredible! And I refused to ever go back uh-huh. to that summer camp, which was a Christian summer camp. Now I also did Boy Scouts and did the Boy Scout summer camp. I did Boy Scouts lot, too. We're on the same which, wavelength here. Which was actually a lot better than the Christian summer camp, even though it's also not exactly what I call a progressive camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like, you know, you were doing activities. You were, It wasn't really that same, you know, heavy Christian focus thing, mm-hmm. despite being Boy Scouts in their slight Christian general. Yeah. So I used to compare. So I did like both of those camps the same year. And I mm-hmm. kept doing Boy Scouts and I refused to ever go back to the Christian camp. So, me, my parents are Catholic, or were, were Catholic. How, where they are now is kind of um, uh, up in the air, I think. I know that my grandma, uh, on my dad's side, at one point, when she was in the hospital, like uh, she went to like the chapel with my dad, and she was like, the guy giving the sermon was Protestant, and she's like, oh my god, <laughs> we can't be here. <laughs> oh no. Um... She was the kind of uh, Catholic who had, like, I think 13 or 14 kids. Uh, Something in that range. Anyway, my parents weren't super religious, but uh, I did, like, Boy Scouts, summer school or Sunday school, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And I did also have an older brother who was about three feet taller than me who would call me a fag and beat the shit out of me constantly. And I lived in the uh, part of New York where they fly Confederate flags uh, out of solitaire solidarity. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the part of Pennsylvania I was into. Uh-huh. <laughs> so a certain kind of environment. So uh, I think there was like there was like one kid I can remember at my high school who was gay, and he was like uh, like 
uh dramatic like uh queen stereotype who just had to like lean into it all the way to, uh, so that people wouldn't like beat the shit out of him too you know what i mean kind of like a mascot okay as the closest thing to like real like regular gay people that i saw until i was mm-hmm. in college basically uh i we also had that guy uh, everyone's got I, that guy i think he was i know some of the that guy now yes <laughs> uh i think he was the only out gay man mm-hmm. in my class uh at least 50 percent of the girls in my class were uh bi or lesbian whole pack of lesbians uh, <laughs> which is like and i think i think after we graduate after we graduated uh i have a very small um graduating class and we kind of scattered to the winds um i don't know that a group of more than like three or four people is still in contact with one another but uh, i heard through the grapevine that at least one of the boys came out mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. obviously i'm oh you're a fan yeah i'm your fan. fan i'm me mm-hmm. um but yes all of this is like not that uh a work needs to have characters i can relate to mm-hmm. to be good uh as i said I had a a minor like panic attack. Ben laughed at me for this, uh, because I was like, "Am I queer?" And Ben was like, "Ben," <laughs> I was like, "This ben. is a dumb question." Ben. Yes, uh, but it was, it was a like, "Oh no, am I queer in the right ways?" But uh, there is no right way. That's I know. The whole point. I know. I know. Yeah, that I is know. The point. Uh, I know all of this, and still, I had this worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a couple of other games that I was like no damn these slap it's just we know the devil that i don't vibe with i think there's too much expectation on it too you know that's definitely true yeah it does have a big reputation kind of it's because uh venus is like every other trans girl you've ever met's backstory you know what i mean (laughs) this is this is a big part of it like i was a little bit of a venus back in the day you know what i mean uh the like um whole like uh compulsively following rules kind of bullshit and like being nice to everyone because you think it's going to get you the thing that you want i love that i love that shit in the writing uh, mm-hmm. of this like that whole section where neptune is ragging on him for like this like fake veneer of kindness that he puts up in order to like get people to do things for him great stuff excellent stuff uh so like that doesn't work for but but that doesn't like resonate with you and like uh because this or, game is so sh- I think short that does yeah but that's like three lines mm-hmm. in an hour and a half game yeah but like uh, this is such a short game that there's not there's not as much like I think these characters are not like completely flat like uh cardboard standees right i think no. they get a pretty good amount of development i think that they're in the amount of time that they are allowed yeah right they are scaffolds of characters because to do any more would require the game to be longer yes i think they yeah. could have done interesting well we'll, we'll see uh, wh- what you think of uh, uh heaven will be mine sometime yeah. where it's not yeah. it's not a super long game but it's definitely a little bit meatier than this mm-hmm. i was going to ask if either of you have played that because i have not played heaven i have be not mine yet finished it i i've played a root and a half i started it and i don't remember whose root i started i'm so curious uh and got like i don't know i probably played like half an hour maybe an hour uh aren't there like nine roots in it though instead of three uh there is three characters and then there are three factions that you can side with i think so it gets a little bit blurry but Mm -hmm. 
Uh, if part if and if one of your problems with We Know the Devil is that it's kind of hard to squeeze all of the text out of it, I don't think that you're going to like that about We That is Heaven will be mine. Not either. at all a problem with We Know the Devil because it's incredibly easy to squeeze all the text out. Okay. I thought you were have you were annoyed with uh not getting certain text at certain times or not knowing certain character motivations when you got a scene or whatever. No, that that is an the opposite complaint mm. in that uh the way it's written every scene is completely standalone. So uh you can like do all Venus Jupiter or Venus Neptune scenes. And then get to the seven minutes in heaven scene and do Jupiter Neptune Mm -hmm. and get exactly the same scene as if you'd had Jupiter and Neptune hanging out the entire game. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, that implies more uh, there's stuff happening off screen than, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't see that coming. When you get to that scene, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could definitely see this. Even if I haven't seen. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um uh it's not that that's not a complaint so much as an observation and it is to me at least it is a very clear like oh right we don't have the budget to write different scenes Mm -hmm. we're gonna write a scene for each tallies in the background of affection points and adjust each scene based on those Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah give you six bad endings along the way (laughs) but because it's so short like it can't be uh uh load bearing if you try and like do too much with it i guess if that makes sense yes you know each scene can't be anything important because you may not see it or okay that's an interesting way to put that's an interesting uh like in slightly insulting way to put it um rather yes again it's like not a complaint so much as a just it's how the game is written Mm -hmm. that uh yeah it's interesting it's interesting the one of the most interesting choices that they made Uh uh-huh uh uh is that the ending you get is the person who you spent the least time with yes because they got Mm -hmm. left out Uh uh-huh which makes sense sure but i got the first ending and I was like, so who is Jupiter? Because I saw, like, two scenes with her. You know, Why does she have hands? I thought, okay. I thought uh, Jupiter was the first ending that I got. This was so, this is a um, very funny thing. And I was like, oh, like, it's an interesting choice to not make it clear if the devil is real or if all of this is kind of like drunk kids uh like hyping stuff up Mm -hmm. um and then i got uh the other two scenes which are like very literal body transformation Mm -hmm. and i was like ah so that's how it is (laughs) very funny because jupiter's uh like i didn't really know what to parse from the image i was seeing it's a great image though yeah sure uh it would be great if I knew who Jupiter was at that point at all. Again, um, I, do think, I do think something that uh, is smart is that when you choose the other option, when you choose to a pair, typically what they're doing in that scene is talking about the other person who's not there and setting up some of their deal. Yeah, yeah they do that in some of them. Yeah, not all of them, but I do think that's often done. I think you do get uh, a little bit of a picture. Most of, most of Venus Neptune is Venus being like, 
well, I'm sorry you're not hanging out with Jupiter. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you two are close. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, But that does give you a picture of Jupiter. Right. Yeah, but like, again, I did not have a very good picture of Jupiter at all when I got that ending. Which I think uh, is part of the, like, uh, what they're going for. This, like, oh, you have to loop through it and get, uh, like, pull all the stuff, which, you know... But it's like because yeah. it's short, you can do that. But it can Again, it, be kind of annoying. It Does that feels, make sense? It feels like a budget thing because mm-hmm. for the other two endings, you do have context for who that character is mm-hmm. because you've mm-hmm. you've spent a bunch of time with them by the time you get there because you've had to play through the game multiple times and you've had to ha- see scenes with them mm-hmm. in order to get other endings. Yeah, uh, true. And I, I meant to I meant to replay some of it today just to like be like try to be a little higher on it uh and we didn't get around i didn't get around to it um because i was doing it to be no stella which is still great and then we played a bunch of alan wake too which is oh, how fun is so far uh we're having like some interesting technical issues where every now and then it turns into this thing where it's like everyone's been smeared with an inch of butter until they're so smooth that they could just slip across the ground <laughs> on their faces they turn into like early xbox 360 <laughs> well, they're like playstation Traffic. 2 models all of a sudden yeah. oh so they're, uh, they're going the deadly premonition route yes, yes. <laughs> uh but it's been it's been a great ride when that's not happening yeah. anyway emrys you were trying to say something in there while me and fen were bickering oh no i was just uh saying did uh any of you accidentally screw up getting to the true ending because you didn't remember what the last scene choices were and suddenly were stuck <laughs> with no way to balance the tally I fucked up and got the true ending on unlo- uh the like flag for the true ending early, uh, oh. and then just had to choose not to do it. Gotcha. What do you mean? Well, you have to balance the first three choices to get uh, a, a extra option on the fourth choice before you can get the final choice. Because uh, there, if you don't balance the first three, there's no way to get the true ending. So they don't even give you yeah. the three, yes. the, all three. Options. I didn't realize you could do that before you'd gotten the other three endings. Yes, you can. You just have to balance the... Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I believe so. Or like, maybe there's something weird with my... F- no, I didn't have any save files. So, And this is a new computer since I played it last. So it shouldn't be have any data saved. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh yeah yeah uh the first time i played i i had a really hard time getting the true ending properly because i was just having a hard time like balancing it in my head but now i'm taking notes and i just kind of fell into it because i was trying to get every scene you know? yeah knowing yeah. what i needed to do i i was like okay i'm gonna start with the top option and then i'm going to uh like rotate through mm-hmm. so if i mm-hmm. i pick the option with the person who wasn't in the last scene yeah mm-hmm. um and that worked perfectly good yeah um the okay the thing i will say about the true ending and bugs is that uh skipping through almost skipped through the devil's monologue when uh, this were, also happened to me uh oh. when they're listening to the radios when the radio the radio which is like is a different scene wild it's such a cool moment when it happens, if it happens right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you've done it three times before and gotten the same, not quite the same, because no, I do like There's that, a different, uh, different thing for each of the ones that's going yes. to be left out. Yes, yes. Oh, is there? Oh, you missed this because oh, yeah. it also skips this. God, uh, his, the scripture that God is reading 
is about whatever the devil form of the girl uh, the person who's been left out is going to be oh it's very cool yeah like yeah venus is about the uh morning star and mm-hmm. uh, neptune is about ink mm-hmm. and jupiter is about i think they mentioned it's like a laying on of hands or something like yeah. that in a storm yeah of course classic yeah. sure would have been nice if i'd gotten that uh-huh um but yes, the like sudden switch into the devil speaking is really is really fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A very like uh off catches you off guard. Yeah. Which is um, which yeah. again is like Yeah, it would have been it would have been cool to I would have rather the thing that uh like very early VNs did, um, or like Tsukihime, mm-hmm. uh low budget ones did, which is make you read that entire scene. Yeah. Rather than, mm-hmm. no, we're just going to skip all of the stuff, even though there's different text mm-hmm. in there. Uh, whoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you plebeian for wanting to get through this thing and not reread tons of text. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that, I think the thing that uh, we know the devil does really good is uh, it's full of phrases that are really fun to chew on with your brain. And I do think it captures a, a fun sense of like, weird alienation i really like okay i really like that all the narration is from the perspective of the three of them talking together until one of them is being left out and then it's uh they're singling out the person who's uh not them Mm. that's Mm -hmm. fun that's a really fun Mm -hmm. move it's like it kind of like fluidly goes to being we until they're talking about a specific person Mm -hmm. and then by the end it's clear that we is the two Mm -hmm. leaving Mm -hmm. someone out you know what i mean it's like uh, they're doing that thing, right? Where it's like uh, it doesn't matter what you do wrong as long as someone else does something worse, and you can use them as a scapegoat and like crush them under your foot, and then you can be one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's great. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I, I it- think that the last. Hmm. Go ahead, Emrys. Oh no, I was I had a, a joke question, so you do yours first. I think that the uh, the writing in the three individual girl endings is more interesting than the one in the fourth. Like the fourth ending is kind of like a fun wish fulfillment, like cute thing. You know yeah. what I mean? In a certain sense, the fourth <laughs> ending is and everyone's queer. Mm, I think that the fourth ending is kind of like a, a utopian dream, right? It's like right. It's like um. It's kind of like. Would you believe that AVB likes Gundam? Did you know that kids can save the world? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, I'm pretty sure if you've actually watched Gundam, you know that kids can never actually save the world. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's this idea of like, oh, the next generation could actually be good if it wasn't for mean old adults like holding them back and pushing them to like do bad things again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's what I've seen of Gundam is like, yes, the kids are good, but they grow up into be shitty adults because they can't escape the system in time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Their mm-hmm. souls are weighed down by Earth's gravity. Yes. Which uh, is very explicitly what Heaven Will Be Mine is about. Yes. Um, it's the it's the line in the true ending where they're like... About the other kids. Oh, right? and it turned out that everyone was uncomfortable with their bodies. Now, I will say that this is a, a summer camp for the shittiest kids that everyone hates. <laughs> so that's another thing of that was like... all queer. It's a conversion that... camp. Yeah, that's what I kind of took it as too okay you know what i mean i was unclear as to whether that was 
the three of them going, well, yeah, of course it's a it's a camp for bad kids. No. Because uh, they talk about the real scouts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Go to the other versus camp. the summer scouts. The I... real scouts get transformation sequences and they can help each other. The summer scouts is for the bad kids who need to be taught a lesson. And, are those... and if they do good, okay. those summer are, scouts, they and those become are real scouts. In a different camp, not just a different They're not just for summer. They're like right. year round. They're they're mm-hmm. like magical girl teams who are they're like proper magical girl teams, right? Okay. They're like no one gets left out because they're all uh they have the power of they friendship. Have the power of friendship. That they can but save the, everybody. But these kids yeah. aren't good enough to do that. So they have to learn who they can sacrifice. Okay. But it's the That's power of friendship are. that the uh that's the Christian yeah. concept of the power of friendship from an evangelical standpoint. Yeah. Not but I do agree basic I don't I think that your read is maybe a little uh a little like uh cynical, but I do think that it's kind of too cute for me, for me personally, to have the ending where it's like, oh yeah, now and now we're in charge, you know, we're gonna rule things, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like I'm glad that it doesn't expand out from the camp. Because I think that that would get uh, uh, kind of, again, cute is the word I would use. Uh, cute, I'm using cute in a little too pat right? of an ending. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with you there. This is, yeah. So this, this is, is why again, I think this the, is the, the three endings. Three, the three popular kids showing up at the beginning made me think, oh, you three are the outcasts to this perfectly normal camp. No. Because they say those are the three the best, three best kids of that camp. The three best yeah. kids of a camp for bad kids are must be the most annoying people alive. They say that line. They do. Yeah, and 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 yes, I took that as you're annoyed that you're at the summer camp, not uh, and yeah. If they were good kids, they wouldn't trap them in a shack alone to fight the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think. Uh they are at a, uh, what amounts to a conversion camp. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing that makes me read it any other way. Um, yeah, there's no line where it. someone is like, actually, this is a camp for good kids. So I think, yeah. 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 I won't give you that. No, yeah, yes, this is just... A conversion camp or just a, you know, a strongly, like, Christian doctrinating camp that yeah. is not yeah. a expressly yeah. conversion camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's one of the two for that, sure. Yes. Sorry, I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that kids. you two are wrong. It is just trying to explain why that was mm-hmm. not my reading. Yeah, 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 because like they're already so sardonic and mm-hmm. like uh, irony poisoned teens. Yes, that it's like, well, yeah, of course, the camp that you go to is a camp for bad kids. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it is. Yes. Um. Okay. Okay. Speaking the- of sardonic irony poisoned teens. Who's your favorite kid of three? Uh what ending did okay, okay. What ending did you get first, both of you? And then separately, who's your favorite kid? Jupiter for me. Jupiter you got Jupiter first? first? Yes. Mm, interesting. Because I I started with like I was like, okay, I know what the what the thing of this is. The store page says one ending for each OTP. Cool. I will start with the top choice and then just follow those two characters as much as I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the top choice and the first option is uh, uh, Venus and Neptune. I think it's more fun to accidentally stumble your way into, yeah, into an I ending didn't, first. 
I didn't. I knew there was something about the picking that would change the ending, but I didn't know the details. So I just kind of clicked along, and I ended up with Jupiter interesting, for my as well. But I didn't like. I had a couple Jupiter scenes mixed in because I did it that way. I wasn't actively only picking uh-huh. the non-Jupiter scenes, so I knew a little bit about Jupiter more at the uh, end because of that. I think I might have also gotten Jupiter the first time I played, but this time I went with I went with Neptune first. I did Neptune, Venus, then Jupiter because Neptune I think is a character who I didn't really appreciate uh, when I played it the first time, but she really came out on top this time for me. She's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's such a delight. She's so mean. The the part where you leave her uh, to deal with the with the group east or group south, mm-hmm. and oh, she's yeah. just like. Uh, the other two wander off and she's just like barraging them with weird insults <laughs> into the distance fantastic yeah and i like her bit of being like they're kind of tiered right neptune is the one who is uh she can read people she knows that everyone is in her group is queer she wants she's a lesbian she wants jupiter she wants to date her she sees what adults see in them, right? So Venus can't hide from her either. And she's mad that they won't go along with her. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. Venus is like kind of buried in himself. And just a little bit of provocation will get him to op- crack open and uh, uh, admit what he wants, right? Mm-hmm. He's been hanging out with girls all summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Jupiter is actively resisting what she knows is about to happen the whole time. She's like, even in the true ending... They have to like both work together to convince her uh, to let that right uh, to go along ter- to ter- become the devil is the good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Can you please just force me? Because it's what I want, but I don't want to say that out loud." Yes, that's great. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So Neptune being this like bad, good, bad influence is very fun to me. I think her ending is also the most fun, or it's it is uh like. Venus's is yeah she turns into an angel which was it's a great I love that picture yeah she's yeah. she's so pretty it is good uh it is maybe because this game was influential on Ben uh and I've been near Ben for several years uh but also just generally uh it is like I don't know stereotypical uh-huh uh yeah seeing a character a a trans character be a like biblically accurate like terrifying angel i gotta say seen it before i think that we know the devil has a huge influence on that being like a thing yeah because what i liked angels before before we know the devil but after we know the devil suddenly there's a ton of that shit yeah i think it's Mm -hmm. at least partly partly it's in the air but i think that it comes before that becomes like a big thing no yes what i am saying is in the intervening eight years yeah that's different become a it reads different. thing not not an interesting like uh-huh. uh and again like jupiter's i didn't get to redo mm-hmm. um i was just kind of like okay there's something going on i guess there's a description uh, about uh how the when she's I, I really like the moment where that when they're changing when it's like obvious who it is and everyone's just kind of trying to ignore it because mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. a little bit about something fucked up happening like uh there's like fireflies around for venus and uh neptune is like uh having a coughing fit which she's been doing this whole time and with jupiter Mm -hmm. it's that uh the house is shaking like something is squeezing it to see how uh, much pressure it can take before it can where it breaks Mm -hmm. fantastic that's great stuff uh 
But Neptune uh, gets a whole like epilogue scene where they're just like sitting in a tree and she's draining. And oh no, the, she's on a tarp. Oh, yeah. Or sorry, they're in the a, Venus is in yeah, the tree. They're sitting Venus in, the tree. in the tree. She's on a tarp. Yeah. Wait, they're changing her tarp. Venus isn't. Is no, the other tree. kids are changing the tarp. The two of them are oh. sitting off to the side because yeah. the counselor said since they Venus dealt with the devil, they didn't have to do it. Anyway, important. Uh. The important thing is. Yes, the fun thing with v- with Neptune is you can very clearly everyone's not the one who got left out is always not talking to them, right? Mm-hmm. But it feels the worst with Neptune, uh huh, because she's the bitterest about it. Yeah, because even mm-hmm. in her own ending, the thing that she's trying to do is save them. Yeah, right. This is great bit where she's got Venus pinned to the wall and is trying to pour corruption goo into his mouth, and uh, Jupiter's trying to pull him off, and the line is. I promise to be an incredible nightmare to you too, babe. Just wait a minute. (laughs) (sighs) Great girl. Great girl. Um, Fan, you watched. Do you remember anything about it? It follows. Emerus, have you ever seen a horror movie called It Follows? No, I've heard about it, but I have not seen it. Uh, I've, I've, I read once upon a time, I think a tweet from AVB where she talked about, uh, it follows being a big inspiration for this. If you listen to the like title track for it follows, you'll immediately be like, Oh yeah, that's why they did the music. Like that's why they got the music like that. (laughs) It's also, it follows. Oh wait, is it follows the one about you have sex to pass on? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Like I heard it. Yes. It is uh, about a girl who uh, has sex with her boyfriend and her like weird boyfriend. And then he ties her up and explains to her that like some kind of shape shifting thing that no one else can see is going to chase her until it brutally murders her and then comes after him. And then the person who infected him and so on and so forth. And so uh, we know the devil draws from this a lot. It's like, it follows a, mostly a movie about teens fucking around while something dangerous is happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is something I really like about it. And it's like, it's about something following you that you can't see yet. You know what I mean? Or other people can't see and other people can't save you from. Like, Venus always looking off at lights in the distance is, uh, is like that moment, right? When, uh, in the movie, the girl, uh, the main character looks out the window and there's an old lady in like a, a hospital dressing gown just like walking across the quad through a group of people towards her and she's like not really accepted what's happening yet <laughs> and it's just really creepy mm-hmm. yeah so if you like we know the devil watch it follows i recommend it it's a good movie i hear they're making a sequel i don't know that that's going to be good but i think we know the devil's good I'm not going to like hang my hat on it as the most important work of clear queer literature. I think it's a fun story about some kids fucking around with some cool horror writing and some like fun tuny like uh uh like texture. I think it has a lot of good pieces. Mhm. That Yeah, there's some none really of it great came together for me. Great. That's fair. Scene and prose in it, I would say. But and it's enjoyable. I liked it a lot, but it's not I agree. The be all and end all of queer literature. Yeah, yeah. This is something uh, something I also know that people I liked about it a lot, and I remember people talking about it a lot is the way in which uh, it's not the way in which the supernatural shit is like mostly seen from the like the corner of your eye, right? Like the way that mm-hmm. radios are talked about. <laughs> well, this is the thing uh-huh. of like 
and it might be why I like Jupiter's ending the most, actually, mm-hmm. is because there's nothing explicitly supernatural. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, we tuned in to God. That could just be like a pastor on the radio, like, right. who has his channel and he's uh-huh. always talking. Um, and like, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes you pick up weird signals that like you could interpret as the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other two were like, no, no, but like, really stare at it it is supernatural Uh uh-huh i don't know i feel like um there's too much weird stuff like again they talk about what radios are and like the lock to the cabin being like a crystal and wire and like they have to use their radios to like check for static to make sure that it's really broken and not like like, all of the devil all of this could be uh superstition and like Uh uh-huh uh like warding against the devil right I suppose so, but I don't know why you would... Uh, personally, I just don't know why you would jump there. I do think that, like, the well, scale because, of what's happening isn't clear. Yes, because until, until like, you later. get one of the other two endings, it's not clear if this is real supernatural or if this just, is, like... Once there's, like, arms hanging from the ceiling, I don't understand how you don't know, like, didn't know that it was supernatural. you mean there are arms hand- hanging from the ceiling, Ben? The, the writing... For me, that CG, there are hands coming from the sky pulling her up. Okay, again, I I was un, it was unclear what I was supposed to be seeing in that CG, and so I just kind of didn't like parse it as literal. That's and really- some of that is that the writing is so like flower, not flowery. I do think it uh, is flowery. The writing is like kind of vague, intentionally vague. Um. Or, like, again, like, scaffolds a thing for your imagination to fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, uh, the the kids got drunk, and they kind of, like, half-imagined, mm-hmm. uh, like, half some weird things happened, and then it was all normal. Yeah. I guess, um, going back to It Follows, that's kind of like what it looks like to the adults too right because mm-hmm. like no one none uh, i think one adult sees uh the it follows monster or she doesn't even i think she gets killed no it only kills it takes the form of someone's mom and then kills him yeah uh right right, right. so like yeah it like looks like teens fucking around but it's actually very serious this is something i actually i like about it right well yeah and then the other two endings are like mm-hmm. no like venus did literally transform into an angel uh-huh. you can't like uh-huh. look at that any other way <laughs> um little details i like i like uh i really enjoy that uh they have to drain the lake after neptune mm-hmm. that's a really great detail uh and i did not notice this the first time i played but they also have to like smoke out the hands from jupiter's ending from the forest they like incense uh fumigate the woods Mm. that's also really good uh but yeah like because it's a magical girl thing i was like oh yeah they're turning into monsters of the week Mm. you know yeah so i guess i i didn't really think that it would be anything else i did not parse magical girls at all that's so funny. They start by saying they won't let us have transformation sequences. Yeah, like okay, yes. That again, that is a thing that I would like took as uh a funny joke, not as a literal You're fascinating, Crap. You're a really funny little creature, you know that? 
sorry. I'm not saying I'm not telling you to be sorry. No, it's just one of those things that is like I guess yeah, I guess you could you could take all of that as literal. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that made me think immediately, ah, this is taking place in a fantasy world mm-hmm. where supernatural things happen. Hmm. It's all grounded enough at the beginning that yeah. I'm like, well, there are some like weird superstition stuff going on, but I didn't expect what you meant by transformation sequences was not, uh, they won't let us like dress up and do a cool play uh, hmm. and was, uh, they won't let us like have magical familiars that let us like yeah. super uh in in slow-mo so it takes like a minute and a half in anime but in actuality <laughs> takes like 0.00002 seconds they let the regular uh-huh. scouts do it uh-huh <laughs> well yeah yeah um but yeah no i think i cannot remember the first time i played this game very well maybe i had a similar experience you know what i mean but uh i don't think it like um uh stood out to me too much because i just played a second route pretty quickly and you know i guess this is this is also the thing about like i had recently played or i'm playing subihibi and suino stella is like post-apocalyptic uh but subihibi part of the joy of the first chapter of that is like oh how supernatural is this world Mm -hmm. like is it the real world so Mm -hmm. what how can we explain these like weird things that are happening um i'm a known hater of uh when a some a st- story with supernatural elements turns out to be completely mundane i find this like endlessly annoying in stories you know what i mean yeah because well, i'm like if i want to read non-fiction i'll read non-fiction you know what i mean yeah sure uh and so i wouldn't consider that a good outcome for the story but i like that the tension is there for parts of it right? no no i'm not saying that i was wishing it wasn't supernatural i'm just saying that like again it's it's the voice is so uh we're cool teens uh-huh. and so it's like yeah of course you're complaining about uh not being able to do transformation sequences because mm-hmm. that's like yeah because you're cool teens Venus wishes that he got uh, the transformation sequence from the little bird guy from the latest Precure so bad. <laughs> that yeah. bird. Venus would look good in uh, mm-hmm. Tsubasa's outfit. Mm-hmm. Or Cure Wing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. All right. That's probably... How long have we gone? Hour yeah, 16. Hour or so. That's pretty good. I could talk about, like specific moves that i like and we know the devil all day but i feel like we had a pretty good conversation about the things that you didn't like about it and things that i did like about it emrys do you have any closing thoughts on it you have any Mm -hmm. complaints uh no i mean i i can see how the first time through you could be confused about how much is supernatural or not that that i can see from the writing it is unclear and then you find as you go through again and again you get you know it, it becomes clear Mm-hmm. So I could see why Fen felt that way about it. But uh, no, I, I basically enjoyed it mostly. But again, it was had some technical issues, but mostly liked it. And yeah. there was more good than not good. And I think everyone here agrees it's way better than Plain Song Christmas Special. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a hydrogen bomb versus coughing baby right there. <laughs> if there ever was one. 
Um, Speaking of hydrogen bomb versus coffin baby, fate zero. Okay, one sec, Ben. <laughs> I have one. I have one closing thought, uh, and it's that uh, the the uh, Jupiter Neptune seven minutes in heaven is really good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that is great. It's a great scene. Probably the best scene in the game. It's up there. I yeah. I really liked the scene where uh, Venus is turning into the devil, and the other two are trying to get him away from the fireflies through running through the woods mm-hmm. that that one has a good franticness mm-hmm. to it that i like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. oh what's a scene that i really like um i like the part of the true ending where uh jupiter and neptune are peeling pieces of Ven- venus's flesh off of him mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good that's a fun that scene i get okay yeah yeah I have one more closing thought. And it's uh it's the thing of like uh the Jupiter Neptune seven minutes in heaven scene is great. Mm-hmm. The who is it? It's Venus Venus Jupiter? Yeah. That's the, the other seven minutes in heaven. Those are the only two options yeah. for um, that scene. Because Jupiter like, picks why does this this scene exists because you wanted to write Venus or sorry uh jupiter neptune yeah um so i mean like the, I know, the bit of it that makes that work for me is uh when venus asks why jupiter picked him she says you're safe you won't do anything you know what okay, i mean yeah that's that's good that's good because it's like jupiter didn't pick neptune because she's afraid yeah yeah and uh she knows that venus won't do anything because venus is you know venus yeah <laughs> uh-huh um but yeah yeah i get you it's not like it's not as like stand out it's not stand out in the same way okay uh here's another thing i love the devil's speech uh on, on the, the radio, radio. Mm-hmm. fantastic that is a good part Ugh. still grumpy i almost missed it everyone's reaction to that is also great because venus is like well she sounded nice uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh jupiter is like we're gonna get in so much trouble and neptune's like i think we're like theologically the worst people on earth now <laughs> <laughs> oh. and one of them's like i'm sorry i must have dialed it wrong mm-hmm. uh-huh. okay that's we know the devil i had fun i thought it wasn't gonna hang uh hold up as well the ne- when i when playing it again and i do think that like um my i said my complaints about it being kind of like cute schmaltzy at times and the true ending you know what i mean but generally i still really like the writing i think that right the like writing style was kind of formative for the way that i write you know what i mean like avb's writing Mm -hmm. a lot the prose is good prose is fucking good very good all right now on to some prose of a different nature we should cover venus meets venus Mm. next time We'll talk about Yuri Tea Time at the end. Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> I want to go to bed. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Fate Zero. No breaks. Yes, I see.
right on in to Fate <laughs> Zero. Emerus, do you need a break? No, I'm good. Act 11. Sola is the shallowest woman ever written. I have... This is not true. She she has more motivation than some women, uh, but not much. I had like, I didn't do most of my notes for We Know the Devil, but I did have almost 2,000 words of notes more for We Know the Devil than for this reading of Fate Zero, if you want to know where my priorities were. Okay, but like and... percentage-wise... Percentage wise, how much? How many notes do you have for Fate Zero? Uh, twenty four hundred. Okay, so, so almost twice as much. Yeah, um, twenty four hundred words for Fate Zero, which is about a four a quarter as many as I would usually have for an episode. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like Fate Zero. Let's continue. Act eleven dash <laughs> one. You already say that. I said Act eleven, part one of Act eleven. Thank you very much. Not that much happens here. What happened last time? The monster died. Yep. Monster dies uh, at the end. Gets Excalibur. Saber. Re- yeah. Use Excalibur. Died. Uh, we got that fucking nothing uh, scene with Caster as he was dying, where he's like, "I was a good man once." Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? And uh, Karya got yeah. kicked off of a uh, roof. By. Set on fire and kicked off a yep. roof, and then uh, we get that he was saved by uh, Kotamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in so, the anime that already happened, it hasn't happened yet in the like no. novel. Mm-hmm. Sola, Ugh. this sucks. <laughs> the Sola stuff sucks. So she's standing there having womanly problems and doesn't even notice that uh, he's uh, Maya has shown up and cut her arm off until her arm is already off. Yep. Uh, and then instead of just killing her, they kidnap her so that they can have a really, uh, so they can do a saw trap, basically, so that Kiritsuku can, like, torture some people for fun. Uh, this could be a moment where it's, like, clear that Maya is good at her job and cool, and instead it is a moment that is, like, Sola's so wrapped up in the armud. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's so worried about him that she doesn't even notice the person cutting her arm off. <laughs> and yep, yeah, no, yeah. And, and then, then again, just... Maya's not doing anything. She's just doing what uh, Kiritsugu tells her over radio, like moment by moment, bit by bit. And he's mm-hmm. like, "There's yep. a bit where he's like, you know what they say? Torture works. Bring her over. We're gonna torture her, just like the CIA. Isn't that cool?" Well. Yes, yes. Maya's not, yes. Maya did do, like, one or two things on her own volition, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Kotamine is walking around, and he's like, why didn't I help Tokiomi fight? Why did I save Karya? I'm gonna go talk to my dad, see see if I can't uh, work out these bad, evil feelings that I have. Within like uh Kotamine went to camp and he met the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Within two lines, Ben has Papa Mine and Koto Daddy <laughs> in, in her notes, which is I very good. I'm trying to remember, in the light novel, do they just leave her arm lying there on the, the rooftop too, or is that just the anime that does that? Oh my god, this bit in the anime. I don't remember what they do in the light novel, but the bit in the anime where she I know that she doesn't take the arm because she's like, oh, we can't. They cut the arm off to get her command spells away from her. Mm-hmm. Fine. 
I think they should have just killed her. Uh, but she mentions that she can't salvage the command spells in the light novel. In the anime, she shoots the hand <laughs> a bunch. Right. To, yeah, just to... I don't think... Okay. Does that I don't know. Do anything to a I don't... command spell? It's command spells. I don't think you can shoot them to death. I I think that the, yeah. You should have burned it. Just burn it. Just burn it. Yeah, that, that's yeah, like that I, feels like it works. I know that they are a crystallization of like miracles. Uh huh. But also, if the Grail can take them back and then give them back, it feels like if you cut off a hand, then they would it around and- <laughs> disappear from the hand and just appear somewhere else on that mage's body. This is the thing. Is like well, no, before- we d- no, it doesn't work that way because of uh, that's how Kotamina gets Lancer. In Stay Night, is right with uh, uh-huh, he cuts uh-huh, off Bazette's yeah. arm and and yeah. uses yeah. it yeah. to get the uh, spells but, off. Uh, of it. But Kotamine can remove command spells because he, he yeah, has he, that spirit healer, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ability. But uh, the 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 this bit where it's like, oh, as soon as you lose your servant, like command spells are immediately recycled and then eventually given back to you. Is so. It's like, why didn't it take the command spells back? Why did shooting the hand work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, yeah, burning it would have been enough to just like make it click in my mind. But like, mm-hmm. it's got to be, a, it's like, oh, yes, a gun is the solution to every problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Act 11 2. Go to Mine's big daddy uh, is whining about how much work this monster cover up is going to be. Um,. This is another moment of I can't stand the scale of this Holy Grail war. You remember how I used to bitch about the scale of the of Fate Stay Night versus the scale of Tsukihime? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I'm complaining about Fate Zero when I complain about that. Because the idea that they have like a legion of brainwashing priests hanging out at every hospital in the city and that they're like buying uh illegal like black market jets to bribe the government with uh well and they said they even called so in some stupid. assistance from the mage association to help with the brainwashing because they needed so much so many mean, some mages running around in this in this is it's like Yuki fate's right day night fate's day night the mages association sends bazette one woman uh-huh the idea that the previous war was an international incident uh that shook the very foundation of mage society uh, and they sent one chick with like emotional problems <laughs> is so I know it's like retcon stuff right but again they were writing this Hollow Orexia and Fate Zero concurrently they just don't match I know yeah, they refer they to each other several match. times I know it's because they don't actually match um, well but this is the thing is like it's again a, an issue of focus mm-hmm. of like yeah Maybe Kotomine was having some like uh does have a huge staff of on retainer brainwashers mm-hmm. to like help with the incident at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you, you but that's hand waving because it doesn't matter. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't matter. What it matters yeah. is the like six five six like central mm-hmm. uh master servant uh pairs. This is a, mm-hmm. I, I, this <laughs> I feel like there's a scene in. And I mean this, I'm making this comparison to be mean. There's a scene in Harry Potter 
where Uh-oh. uh the like magic prime minister comes to the like real prime minister and like is bossing him around or whatever because like magic is like supreme in all reality and like everyone else has to listen to it and it feels like that to me it's like the mages association having contacts in the japanese like self-defense force that they can like that they have to like bribe into pretending monsters don't exist it's just <laughs> it's so stupid it feels yes. stupid it's like i don't they're wizards <laughs> Well, the, the, I don't want to think about uh, the head of the Mages Association in a big wizard's hat showing up at like uh, the Japanese prime minister's fundraisers. You know what I mean? It's like it's <laughs> yeah. just stupid. It makes well, everything feel dumb. Yes, and uh, uh, at least in Stay Night uh, and and in Skihime, uh, like Japan is often brought up as a backwater that the rest of the world ignores. Yeah, which makes the Holy Grail like, world so make few sense. mages yes. there. That it yeah. doesn't matter. There's like Fuyuki, yeah. there's the Awazakis, and that's it. Which, to be fair, there there is a sorcerer in Japan, <laughs> so maybe you want to keep a little bit better yeah. like eyes on her, but... <laughs> yeah, well, she might be... She's all over the world at that point, so who knows? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, we got some stuff with Kaneth. This, like, there's this like, um, isn't he less than human because he's disabled now? Isn't that fucked up stuff that's going on with him that mm-hmm. like just is miserable? I just hate it. You know what I mean? Right. Don't they oh. re- make a reference to Toko at, with at this yeah. point? When the fuck would he even had time to get doll parts from Toko? Uh, in the like eight hours between when we last saw him and now. Yeah. Nonsense. Got her on Nonsense. speed dial, I guess. Who's got Toko on speed dial? Again, a, uh, despite everyone ignoring Japan because it's a backwater, he somehow has a line to the, like, three people who matter. This is just, like, this is fan service. Like, ha oh, Toko, Toko, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I would say mm-hmm. that uh, I, if I get to look at a picture of Toko, I'll say, ooh, yeah, it's Toko. You know what I mean? But here I'm just like, come on. Anyway, uh, there's a funny bit where Risa is, like, quibbling and trying to haggle with him while he's trying to get his command spell out of him. <laughs> uh, Kaneth is doing a power play here, right? He's trying to get a command spell so he can have some sway over Lancer. Yeah, he's uh, trying to get some power back. Even though I don't understand how uh, she has the command spells now, but somehow he's still the master. This does not make sense to me. He said the contract was still with him. But the Even command seals she are is the holding contract. The, I know. Yeah. It, it works the other way, right? Like, the idea that you can introduce magical energy from outside of the contract, that totally makes sense to me. But this just, like, reads, like, it, mm-hmm. it just reads as an excuse for them to do some, like, really weird sadist shit to deal with Kaneth and Sola. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean... Papa Kotamini does kind of push back on, well, since she has the mana source and she has the command spells, which is the contract, then I should really give it to her, not you. And Kana kind of <laughs> cries about it. Anyway, anyway, the funny bit here is that Risa is finally like, okay, well, it's not like I'm not going to be able to use this excuse when Sola shows up, so fine. I will encourage their infighting and give him the command spell. Mm-hmm. And Kaneth is like, great, and pops him three times in the gut <laughs> with, with a pistol he got from somewhere again if mages have no idea 
how any technology works and no faith in it. How the fuck do you get a gun so fast? It, well, he, he after encountering Kiritsu realized the guns actually are the, the okay, best but stuff. Again, he had like eight it. hours to do this. He's in Japan. He's in Japan. A place where no it is contact. not easy to acquire firearms. Uh, I don't know. Kiritsu seems to have that down pretty good. <sighs> but that's like, his whole uh, thing. Anyway, um, this is this is Urobochi just liking guns. Yes. And he's like, well, yes. of course, you know, if, if you're disabled, uh, of <laughs> course you would immediately turn to like... Yeah, it's like this. This bit could work for me, right? Because it's like Kaneth is like, this man uses guns. What a loser! And then gets owned, so he's like, guns. I'm gonna have to try that one next time. You know what I mean? But it just doesn't. It just yeah. doesn't. I just don't have the buy-in. Speaking of not having the buy-in, Kotamine shows up and finds his dead dad after mm-hmm. after Kaneth is mm-hmm. gone, and he's like, oh no, he has all those command spells to give away. Uh, how can I possibly get them off of him? And uh, Rise has written the secret code in blood, which is just the name of a Bible verse. Uh, right. And all Kotamine has to do is read it out loud and he gets all the command spells automatically. Uh-huh. And it's posed as like this secret Catholic, like Christian lore that no one else would be able to guess. I got to tell you, there's like I don't, 30 okay. Bibles within 10 feet of this guy. He and doesn't. He doesn't say no one else would be able to know. He does, he does say, say only one who was like Christian deeply within the know. church. Yes. Yeah. But again, that's like in the church. That's not true. Yeah. It's a Bible verse. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, I would not look at that priest, and immediately fan, go. It's, he's a priest. They're in a church. It and is it's literally like John 2. How would that not be the, like, the third thing you thought of? Like, oh, I wonder if it's like a Bible thing. Oh, this like uh, is very clearly a Bible verse. Okay, I'll this try is, that. It okay. would take 15 seconds. This is again uh, our different upbringings <laughs> coming into play. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, I saw it and was like, no, it can't be a Bible verse. That's too obvious. Yeah, they could have at That's least made like, so some apocryphal funny. thing that only the, uh, like, the executors have access to or something you know right mm-hmm. like the secret bible it should be the it should be a passage from the secret book of uh i don't know i don't know enough uh, stuff to pick a a prophet apocryphal pop prophet you know what i mean from the anyway book of roa it just seems like an insecure key you know mm-hmm. <sighs> we got a retread of that once again done better in stay night imo is this the bit about kotamine's wife or whatever yeah his wife and kid Mm -hmm. we got some stuff about that which is like it was good in heaven's feel and yeah it was why do we need to revisit it here bolts i always think that kotamine pathos is a little overplayed you know what i mean uh or like it doesn't quite work for me because he's such a cartoon character Mm -hmm. if that makes sense but i do um I think the funny bit with Kotamine's like wife pathos is that it's like, and actually he really does love her. Not. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like really funny in that Mm -hmm. way. You know what I mean? And you can like, you can kind of do the both things with it. Right. It's like, oh yeah, he does have some feelings for her, even if he's also a sicko, uh, twisted pervert sadist guy. Uh, But like here, it's just all the sad boy shit. Nothing interesting. Mm -hmm. Act 11 dash three. Kaneth is yelling at Lancer for losing Sola, which, fair. Uh, it's really funny that Lancer was just hanging out with everyone else's master and left her behind vulnerable. Yep. 
Yeah, I guess that's, yeah. Hmm? I don't know that this is entirely on Lancer. I think Kaneth is just I think mad, but... Hmm. I, I mean, think Kenneth that there wasn't kind really of an asshole about it, but uh, I think there wasn't a good. It was choice, a bad plan because, right? like, I think okay. The real thing is, I think it's wild that uh, uh, Waver and uh, Eerie mm-hmm. are just hanging out with Lancer while mm-hmm. their servants are off. But I gotta fighting. say, Lancer's the dumbest guy on earth. I don't know why he didn't yeah. just bring his like uh, uh, yeah. girlfriend to the party. You know I guess what I mean? If we're <laughs> if we're in a world where you're fine with your servant or someone else's servant just being within three feet of you while your servant is off fighting someone else, sure, he should have brought Sola. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's at all a reasonable world. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, if this was any of the servants from Fate Stay Night, they would have all been dead as soon as uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as uh, they dealt with the monster, they'd turn around and find Waver and uh, and uh, Eerie both dead on the ground. If that was Koo, yeah, Koo is just a better Lancer. Who would uh, hold off uh, until the moment the caster was dead and then stab both of them, and then he would leave. get a two for one kill on both of them. <laughs> yep. Anyway, he uh, Kenneth yells at Lancer till he cries. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. and then a car Tells shows him. up. Um, Kiritsugu has tortured uh, information out of Sola, and now Eri and Saber, who don't know where the information came from, have shown up to fight Lancer. Uh, Lancer's all pissed off, um, he, but you know him and Saber are finally going to get to have their their brave, honorable duel. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they go on for a really long time, and Saber is not using her thumb out of respect. Um, yeah, because we've, we've be talked able to. we've talked about this to death that like uh, this like honorable duel thing is very stupid, right? Mm-hmm. I think the thing mm-hmm. that gets me the most about it is that Saber's like I sh- I would never use a dirty trick to fight such an honorable man like you when she got this wound from a dirty trick that he used on her. Yeah. Yep. Act eleven no, see, that was that was valid tactics, not not a trick. Mm. Well, yes, and using Lies. both of her hands instead of tying one behind her back—that is not a valid tactic. That is tricks. Nope. Well, you see, Ben, her guilt would make her feel so bad. Kill me but before she says worse. anything else. Fade Zero is trying to convince me that I never liked Saber in the first place, and I know this isn't true, but it's doing its damn best sure is um yeah act 11-4 kenneth is watching the fight he's pissed off and then like uh kiritsugu shows up with uh an unconscious like tortured sola and uh kiritsugu has set up a saw trap basically Mm -hmm. um kiritsugu has the opportunity here to uh kill both of them easily with no issue no no issue at all while saber easily holds back lancer because they're at best evenly matched while she's holding back Mm -hmm. and then he would disappear and it would be over a couple minutes and he'd be gone instead he forces he bullies kaneth into signing a contract saying that he that uh kaneth will make lancer kill himself make Uh, lancer kill himself and will withdraw from the holy grail war Yes, he'll use all his command spells. Right now, speaking of master. He only has one. 
Mm-hmm. And then him and uh, Sola will leave the country safe because Kiritsugu has promised not to kill them with this like mm-hmm. binding magic contract. Mm-hmm. self geese scroll. Yep. What's it called? Geis? Is it Geis? Uh, I, I say geese, but it might be Geis. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so he does, he like is like, oh, uh, at the very least we'll live. Great. Well, I'll take that deal. And then, uh, Lancer kills himself and shouts a bunch of like, uh, pathetic, like mad, like I just wanted honor, like bullshit. Doesn't have the decency to even kill somebody as he dies. Yeah. And then, uh, Kiritsugu... Uh, brings the Elmaloys out and has uh, Maya shoot them with a machine gun in like a very silly uh, anime scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kaneth doesn't die right away. He's like, please kill me. And Kiritsugu's like, sorry, I signed a contract that said I couldn't. Ha ha. And then Saber no stabs him. why they did this last part. And uh, the the reason that it is, and this is the thing that's been positive to me, is that uh, he is doing this to piss Saber off. Why? Why? To teach her a valuable lesson about war and uh, violence. Because it was revealed he hates heroic spirits because they inspire people to hurt each other. So It's like he's you... a fucking toddler. I cannot yeah. like possibly understand anything Kanitsugu does. The okay. yes. I get They have no part... command spells. Their I servants get... dead. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's no reason to kill them. I know that they're not the first great note people. For the section I have written down is like he could have just made the the like condition kill your servant and leave Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then he just would. Yeah. yeah. Cuz like there's he says or he thinks like oh I did it this way to make sure that they didn't interfere with the war. But like, like you could have just made them leave Japan. Yeah, um, like there's nothing. They're completely harmless. Sola's not a combat mage. Kaneth has no powers left. Yeah, his magic uh, circuits are completely yeah. ira- like yeah. destroyed. So their spirits are completely broken. Why? And the only reason to do this is to piss Saber off. Yes. Yeah. And like they have or another to show one of how these... much of a badass he is, and how he can get around the contract by being sneaky. But yes, this it is also. He he does this and uh-huh. then says, uh, basically, heroic spirits suck because they make people believe that fighting could be cool, mm-hmm. uh, but actually, the battlefield is hell. Um, and it's like, well, okay, one, it's you making it so bad. <laughs> uh, but also, we don't allow, like, as a species, we tend to frown on chemical and biological weapons and uh-huh. almost everyone except for the country the three of us live in mm-hmm. agrees mm-hmm. that nuclear warfare is also bad mm-hmm. uh there are rules to battlefields yeah. like they could be worse they have been worse in the past uh-huh. uh i still don't think that like this is a, war bad... is a good thing but uh Kritsugu makes it sound like there are truly no rules on the battlefield and it's like no, yes. we actually have a bunch. That if you're like do an illegal... make it more humane, if you have to fight people, we try to make it so that uh, at the very least, you're not doing so in a way that like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is uh, like, again, people ignored this stuff. 
but mm-hmm. you're supposed to not attack civilians. Uh, this is which... this is a particularly grim time period for yeah. this uh, argument, yeah. given what the what specifically the United States and Israel are doing to the Palestinians. Yes, right, fucking now. Um, which is like okay, so maybe I am wrong, and the like, here's the thing: none of this me. actually. Kiritsugu talks to Saber as if she is like a well, he talks cartoon by Saber because right. he never talks to her. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, he sort of does, but it's framed as him like talking to Eerie, who's also pissed off about this, and yet she gets like no lines and has no opinion about any of this beyond like uh one moment of like you've really done it now, Kiritsugu. I'm not going to change any of my thoughts, opinions, or beliefs based on this, but it's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, here's the thing that's bothering me. I say cartoon character. Saber is a cartoon character. All of them are cartoon characters, right? But the thing that's bothering me is like Saber is not like a like a Power Ranger. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. was like a she was like a king by necessity who fought wars of necessity and then died right. in a war in a brutal and horrible war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Saber she's, knows more about the like horrors of war than. But also, anyone. like she, the the idea that he ha- the problem that he has is that makes it sound like she became a heroic spirit because she thought fighting was cool (laughs) that like like the idea i think the tragedy of a heroic spirit is that uh people believing in them as like a symbol against their will you know what i mean is part of what makes them into a heroic spirit right uh like some part of them is stripped away by their legend you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's it and it sucks because they were real people who did have to do shit Mm -hmm. for real and he talks about them like Saber like signed up for like the cool fighter corps. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, and honestly, for heroic spirits, most of the time it's what they appear, they annihilate somebody, and then they vanish again. Mm-hmm. Like when there's, there's not a Grail War going on, which has only happened four times at this point, what do they do? So, they, yeah, sorry, finish, they, finish. they just are what they show up as a counter guardian every once in a while and take care of some issue or other, and then vanish right away. It's not. Like they're all around, running around, inspiring people constantly. It's like Kiritsugu goes to the library and he sees a book about King Arthur and he gets so pissed off he like has to leave. You know what I mean? It's so silly. Another thing that bothers me here is that uh, I don't understand why Saber doesn't just kill him. I mean, I'd have to find a new master, but you know, I don't know. Honestly, at Saber- this point. She's like, I do not believe, I've been told that your wish is to save the world. I do not believe you are capable of it, and I do not believe that that is actually what you want. I do not trust you. I, I think mean, you're a bad person on every level, and I will never and trust you this, again. How could you think otherwise about yes. that after you yes. did something this shitty? And so. then about four seconds later, she says, I'm going to believe in Kiritsugu because he said that he wants to save the world. And it's like, didn't you just say that you don't believe him? And you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't get why she doesn't cut him down in the fucking streets. Like, she's so obsessed with honor in this. And, like, but she's, like, gonna let him get the grail? Like, what? Yeah. Like, this, it doesn't, is it even, it isn't even consistent characterization with this version of Saber. Yes. Um. And we know in Stay Night, she'll do, if she, she thinks Shiro's wrong, she'll completely ignore him go off and do whatever on her own yeah <laughs> completely 
she was ready to kill him just when he was like talking about eating souls <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean yeah. yeah if he made her eat any souls to stay materialized she was gonna kill him for it so kiristiku's like i would walk over an ocean of blood uh and pointless suffering for no reason and saber this saber who is like too gentle to do anything like that because she's such a like womanly weak child is still like <sighs> i guess that's just your opinion man <laughs> well okay her actual takeaway is like damn you really wanted to be just like me at some point it's really too bad that you're burnt out and like gave up on your dreams dude i just don't get how she gets here for him i get how i get how she gets uh like i don't know it's just such a like a him I don't get that he, he's an idealist. He's just an asshole. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I know that yeah, literally his really thing is. is like, he's a burnt out idealist. He's like a worse archer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Somehow he's a worse archer. Um, But like, I just don't understand how her takeaway is like, wow, you were a really noble and proud person once who believed in justice. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know why that's re like meaningful to, for her to bring up for her, for any of her point. Yes. Or why it, makes it okay that he like tortured an unconscious woman and brutally murdered her and her husband for no gain whatsoever except to prove a point to a ghost yes who won't who remember would, it anyway yeah it theoretically wouldn't well, remember it will. after she de he doesn't know that yeah. yeah if there's any other servant would not remember this he certainly hasn't talked to her enough to get that she does that she carries over her memories uh-huh I mean, as far as this is, I think the first time she materializes, right? I guess I don't, I don't think about it's the other clear. two Grail Wars, but yeah, I, the the way that her contract with the with the the world is n n like set dated, it says that she'll be summoned like uh, for any opportunity to get a Holy Grail, something that could grant her wish. Mm -hmm. So it's possible mm -hmm. she was summoned in other circumstances, but I don't think it's ever anything that they've explored. She, I don't think she was in any of the previous frail wars, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was curious if she was in the first or well, the first one's kind of a weird. I would also anyways. say I don't know why she wouldn't be summoned in all of them, since she was she made this wish like uh, to the world, like it's, yeah, you know, if they don't have relics, if they have relics or some other famous saber, yeah. but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but really, that's true. like. A sword should be enough to <laughs> summon her. She is. Yeah. Okay. Just, just like, uh, uh, have a stone and stick a little like dagger in it, and you should be able to to summon <laughs> Saber. Well, Rin screwed it up somehow. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah, Rin. <laughs> I can't uh, believe how long it took me to like. It was like mid heavens feel by the time I was like, oh wait. Both Shiro and Rin did have catalysts for the servants that they saw. Them. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, really funny that Jupiter is Rin Tosaka, Tosaka Rin. She, like, always fucks <laughs> it up at the last second is one of her big, like, characterization things. Mm -hmm. And she's red, too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway. Kiritsugu storms off all cool like and then the narrator in the the book is like don't worry folks things are gonna get real bad for him real soon <laughs> the narrator has kind of popped up out of nowhere at the end of two chapters 
with Saber to be like, and this was just the beginning of how bad it was going to get. Which I didn't really need. I kind of got that from the events that were happening. Mm-hmm. At the time, who are they expecting to read this who doesn't hasn't already read State Night? It's like so funny. Yeah, yeah. seriously. It's like, don't worry, folks. The events of Stay Night are going to happen. Oh, one important thing is uh, that did happen in that last scene is doesn't Kiritsugu say that he'll uh, take on all the world's evil to get his goal? He does say comes, he does name drop all the world's evils, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Um, There's a weird bit later in the light novel where we just get Angermanyu's perspective for like the right lines, right? Yes, yeah, you yes, get... we do. It's like a little, it's the last, the last word is Angermanyu being like, oh, I'm big and evil. And like, man, I do not care about this vision of Angermanyu. You know what's cool? Fate, hollow ataraxia, Angermanyu. He's yeah. our boy. <laughs> He's our boy. He's such a more interesting, like, thing to do with that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's Act Eleven. Uh, we lost a servant and two, uh, two half masters. <laughs> uh, what? We're down to Who's five left? servants. Berserkers Four. left. Berserker, oh, saber, saber, Gill. Berserker, saber, archer. Wait, that's it. Just oh, three? and uh, rider. And rider. Riders. Rider. 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 There we go. It's kind of. So we're in. I act- just off being a bro, so I forgot. He was there. <laughs> we, I did turn on Ryder a little bit. I kind of feel bad for it, but really, I don't. I don't know. I yeah yeah. Again, I I'm not completely anti Ryder, but I did turn sour on him a little bit. Yeah. We had a conversation last yeah. time. We don't need to rehash. Act twelve dash one. Oh great! 12. It's, like, it's the worst, like most terrible scene in the no- novel coming up. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, is this most, the car? This car is disturbing. Yeah. yeah, with like one of the like most like horrible no for no reason disgusting exactly. things that they can just throw in for no like yeah okay just like the absolute worst. Karius having an evil berserker dream. Um, well, he's having a dream where berserker is talking drinking his blood. Yes. Uh huh. Which is the anime does not have no. SMH. Mm-hmm. Add, um, add evil vampire BL to the anime. <laughs> That's what it was lacking. Karius cha- wakes up and he's chained up in the bug room. Zokin's making fun of him and he uh, is like, hey, you have a shot here. I'm going to feed you a super worm. Guess what? It's the worm that took Sakura's virginity. Yay! Uh, I why really... the fuck would they... Po- why would you... The rape worms thing is already so like stu- unnecessarily disgusting and stupid, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just like it's like rock bottom Nasu like uh rape writing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh it's like completely pointless fetish stuff uh thrown into this. I know it's in a rogue, but it's it undercuts a lot of the stuff that I think Nasu was trying to do when he writes about characters uh experiencing sexual assault, right? Mm-hmm. And so Zoken just having the Sakura super virginity rape worm in his pocket to pop into Karia's mouth. Uh, and then gloat about how great it must be. This is like yeah, the definition of unnecessary. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
So worst thing so far in a any type moon uh, I get, work okay. or what? Yeah, I don't even know. I guess they could have described Sakura uh, being assaulted yeah. more, and that would suck That's, more, maybe. But like, could, yeah. this is like so pointless. This I also is... don't know what you get by like implicating Karia in Sakura's sexual assault. Like, what do you gain from this? It just it just feels like po- like pointless cruelty for bullshit. the sake of like ma- writing a. This is. When people talk about like grim, dark, edgy, like uh, nasty fantasy, you know what I mean? This is the kind of stuff they're talking about where it's mm-hmm. like, this doesn't serve any particular purpose. This doesn't really do anything besides uh, make you uncomfortable. And like, this isn't even like a, I wouldn't even describe Zero as like a horror like story. You know what I mean? It, it, not, it's an action movie. Not. It's well, an action movie with like really gross stuff in it for some reason. Karia's sections are definitely like, Horror, more horror than the rest of it but, but you know if this comes up in like i would i'm the tsukihime defender if this came up in tsukihime i would also fucking hate it you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. uh but I mean, it's even more out stuff. of place here there's some not great scenes in tsukihime but i don't know if they're this bad yeah and it's yeah. like i don't know i thought zoken always had this problem where he was like one of those like game of thrones villains who you have to spend three seasons watching rape and assault people and then uh, finally he gets killed and the writers are like, aren't you happy now? And it's like, no, I'm like maybe relieved a little bit, except for in this story, he just gets to parade around and do his like evil, nasty boy bullshit and receive no consequences for it. Because, again, Urobuchi is punting all of those things to uh, Stay Night, where I don't think it was handled well there either. <laughs> no, like... Or it had the same problem, where it was yeah. like, mm-hmm. man, you really, like, really luxuriated on all the shit that Zoken did, and uh, it sucked. Yeah. I mean, at least Kotamine gets to kick the crap out of him in Stay Night. <laughs> this is because Kotamine in Stay Night is very cool. <laughs> and he does field baptisms. Yes, he, he does. He is getting closer to being cool, but he's not there yet. Urobuchi wishes that he could write Kotamine like Nasu wrote Kotamine. All right. Um, that scene problem. sucks. Yeah. The problem is, is that Kotamine in this doesn't have sure to dunk on. The the most no, likable this Kotamine has been is when he was like um, uh, making fun of Rin, who was like six years yes. old. That was really funny <laughs> because Kotamine is always at his best when he's beefing with children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. Um. Acts 12-2, in which Urobochi thinks having boobs is inherently uncomfortable. (laughs) I didn't even write that down. Oh, aren't... (laughs) Yeah, Saber and Eerie have some, like, impenetrable, like, woman things conversation. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Has Urobochi, like, met women? Does he... Does he know any? Apparently? Or, okay, yes. I believe that Urobochi knows women. I don't think he's he has heard of them ever the way I've asked heard about Bigfoot. About the experience <laughs> of having breasts. This is the bit where Saber is like, Yeah, I just I guess I just gotta fall in line behind Kiritsugu. Yuri's like, Yeah, uh huh, me too. Mm-hmm. And Maya shows up to be like, Me three! Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is okay. 
There's a great bit where the narrator's like, don't worry, reader. The Grail definitely can do this wish, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, if Uraboji yeah, knew how you're to... you're not trying to... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, this whole act portion, uh, uh, if Uraboji knew how to write Yuri, would be an incredible triad mm-hmm. of uh, Yuri, Saber, uh, Maya, uh... Unfortunately, Urbochi has no interest in that. Nope. Nope. He's got to have them all just revolve around Kiritsugu. Yep. Uh-huh. <sighs> anyway, plot stuff is happening. Uh, Maya's got a message from Tokiomi. Tokiomi wants them to team up to fight Berserker and uh, Ryder because both of them are tricky for Gil to fight. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they know Risei's dead now. I don't think they got the command spells that they rode. No. It's weird because in the earlier scene it sounds like they had already gotten theirs. I think that was Karia later... thinking that or something. Kaneth? Or yeah, Kaneth, sorry. Sorry. That's but okay. uh yeah, I think Kaneth thought that they did, but they didn't. But yeah, it's kind of Yeah, uh, it's it's vague and unclear. Because mm-hmm. um, it makes more sense for him to kill Rise so they couldn't get it. Yeah. Yes. He knew they hadn't yet. It's very funny that uh the they're like Kiritsuku Maya can't find the Waver's base because Ryder just zips around so fast. And it's like, the man is summoning he's, he's a lightning out. chariot out of the like <laughs> air right over the building that he is staying in. I <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a seven foot tall uh like me- Mediterranean man living with two Canadian people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh no um, one has noticed this. Yes. In no. A, they like go shopping together. Yep. Yeah. Well, isn't there an argument that well, you know, they assume that no one would ever just like use somebody who already exists house. They rent a hotel is, or they'd build a secret this, base or buy isn't a, this kid a, a whole thing though to do unexpected things. Yes. Uh huh. Wouldn't he be? Wouldn't he like think for one second? <laughs> no, it's. You know what? I'm putting way too much stock in Kiritsugu. The man is dumb as a brick, and he just acts cool, and people think he's very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk about the... Yeah, they all have an anxiety attack about Kodamine being around. Eerie's turning into the Grail, is the other thing that they're talking about here. Yeah. Um, They talk about this a bit. But do we, you know what? We already did this with Ilya, and it was better with Ilya. Yeah. yeah. And Ilya also seemed to be taking it a lot better. Like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> staying like, functioning. Three is about where Ilya starts to go. And three is like, Yuri's <laughs> on her deathbed. I don't know what to tell you. Ilya is just very simply, literally built different. Yeah. Yuri <laughs> uh, is like, like narratively and literally uh an inferior co- like version of Ilya. It's it's like very funny that that is what they're doing, but that is what they are doing. Mhm. <sighs> yeah. I like Ilya. I miss Ilya. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to see her in this. But no. generally I miss God, Ilya. No. Ilya is a land of contrasts. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh and Eerie is boring. Mm-hmm. Act 12-3. Well, okay. The one takeaway 
is that at least Eerie wants to hide uh, her condition from Kuritsugu just as much as she wants to hide it from Saber. Right. Parentheses, I, if I remember correctly, part of that is because something about, yeah, Saber telling Kuritsugu or I don't, I don't remember. Something. Mm-hmm. Something. Something, yeah. 12-3. It's bad. 12-3. We're almost at the end. Oh, no. We have... Oh, God. Ah. You remember how I complain a lot about how Zero is, like, weirdly, like, interested in slavishly recreating scenes from Fate Stay Night, but expanding on them in a way that, like, lessens the impact and doesn't really add anything? So, mm-hmm. Tokiomi gets a long scene where he goes to see Rin and do the head pat scene from the beginning of uh, the Fate Stay Night prologue, and... Uh, he gets some like weird lines about how hot Rin's gonna be when she grows up, and uh, does he? Yeah, he does. He says that he's like, "Wow, oh, she's gonna God. be just as hot as her mom when she when he, she grows up." <sighs> um, and then like we get this scene where he's like teaching her a bunch of magic stuff that he never taught her, like about the house. Yeah, like he's giving her like tips, tips and tricks. It's like. There's something really weird about the way that Rin is framed in Zero, where it makes Tokiomi sound like he's not taught her magic or like been training her as the head of the household at all until just now. Which I mean, yeah, Rin's kind of a huge fuck up, so I can kind of see where you get that. But also, it just doesn't but, really match with her. Yeah, her. She always described how like from when she was lit, super little, they were. Started inscribing the crest and the, yeah, teaching the her crest. magic. But... I bit, think, okay. I think there's a bit where he says that is, there is no crest. <laughs> I think part of this is translation. Yes. That I just believe what is trying to be said is that despite the crest already being transplanted, this is all the stuff that actually makes her head of house. But why wouldn't he? I don't know. Anyway. Be- because she's six. But he went to he went to war. He went to he went to a like death game. Uh huh. Like I don't understand why he wouldn't do this before like the side of the road on like the last three days of the war. Uh, my main complaint. I this scene is fine. Like yes, you're correct that it is kind of slavishly recreating something from Mm -hmm. Stay Night. I think it is. I just wish that he was a character. Tokyo is such a boring guy. Uh, yeah, he's nothing. He's done nothing this whole time. He's done nothing. And then he gets this scene, and that's basically it. Um, Um, Which is like, yeah. I think it is, uh, this is a good way of demonstrating that he is, uh, like, yeah. There's some fun stuff here about, like, oh, his, his parents were like, Oh, you're so dumb and bad at this, but like, I guess you work real hard. Uh, so yeah, we'll you let you be a mage. Be a mage. Um, only if you wanna. This um, just does that doesn't track with the way that Rin describes the Tosaka to me. You know what I mean? Well, I and mean, then, like, yeah, but, like again, the Tosakas Rin... have been like pursuing this for how long? Uh-huh. The whole goal of getting to Kasha and everything. You're, they're gonna just give up because he's uh-huh. too too bad. <laughs> yeah, not gonna keep pushing it down through the generations and then like he's like it's really important to me that my children have a choice about whether or not they want to become mages too because of that and it's like yeah like sakura (laughs) got a choice there yeah like if (laughs) if rin has had the the crest inscribed in her since she was uh, like two 
whenever they say in Stay Night. And Sokka has been sold to another mage family whose magic is bugs that live inside your body. Does he really think that they're getting choices? Okay. This is where I have to agree with Catherine that I don't think that Tokiomi actually knows what's happening to Sakura. They've been fighting for hundreds of years. Yep. He knows that they have bugs that live in your body magic. I don't think I mean, that's true. His his grandparents They've been fighting for 300 Zoku's... years or whatever. Yeah. And he doesn't know that they use bugs when the only thing they do is okay. bugs crawl out of their body and fly at you. Uh Even if he doesn't know normally, he just saw what happened to Karia. I think that seems very explicit about Karya summoning bugs, not from his body. But they show see, them crawling around in his face. He can see what Karya looks like. Yes. Like the idea that he doesn't understand that Sakura is being abused makes him sound like a like like a child. I mean, like that is this entire scene makes him sound like a child. But I don't think that's good. No. <laughs> I yeah. think this is like it's so I'm not, weird. I'm not saying it makes him a good dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Yeah, this entire scene is him saying, and I believe that she'll be given a choice. But this is, is like, nonsense. He cannot know what uh, Zoken is doing if he actually believes that Sakura is going to get a choice. But there's no way that that, that just does like he not wouldn't make have given sense. The, like, the choice was made when he gave Sakura to them to be their successor. That was mm-hmm. choice time then. Otherwise, like, they would have asked her before sending her. Sure. I, I can agree that he probably doesn't know that Sakura was day one thrown into a pit full of worms that rape you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, totally. I cannot believe that he doesn't know that uh their bo- that their magic involves bugs crawling inside your body. Again, they've been like allies and enemies for hundreds of years. They yeah, like they his magic is he shoots a big fireball. They know about that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um the Tosaka are known as like uh, jewel mages, and the Makiri are known as like bugs and curses. Not, Sakura is not going to have a good time. He knows about Zoken. He knows that Zoken is like, like he can't not know about Zoken. Zoken is driving around town to pick up Sakura. You know what I mean? Like the idea that the Tosaka would have no intel on their for ally slash enemy, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't track. And uh, I mean, like, he's it so much tracks more... as much as anything in this book does. That's fair. You know, fair. <laughs> Valid point. Because <laughs> the thing is that uh, Tokiomi is so much more interesting as a mage who is doing something callous than this, like, backhanded, like, actually, he's trying to be a good dad, like, thing that he's they're trying to do. Dumb. I mean, like, yeah, the, the picture that this scene paints of him is a dumbass too in love with mages. Uh, this is the scene you were telling me you were going to fight me about. Uh, this is the yeah. scene. I thought it was going to be the Kiritsugu scene, but no, this is it. No, we largely agree on the Kiritsugu scene. Uh-huh. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing that... But again, it's like, he's not... The scene doesn't matter because he's not a character before yeah. this point. It's like... Zero doing this thing where it's like, here is a bunch of like the most deeply evil men you've ever met. Actually, they're really naive and na- idealistic. Don't you feel bad now? It's just, what? What is the point? He sold his daughter to a rapist. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like going. It's like going to be to like the orphanage that sold Kohaku to Makihisa and being like, 
the guy being like, wow, now those girls are finally going to get a great education from that scary, scary man. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> All of this it's is complicated stupid. by uh, Zoken being the most clearly he's, evil design in the world. 500 year old yeah. nasty vampire bug man who cackles and kidnaps children. <laughs> like, how can. Yeah, I mean. He walks around outside of his house. You can't tell me Tokiomi hasn't ever seen him before. <laughs> I mean, he saw him pick up Sakura there. Yeah, the yeah. anime makes this worse by literally having him like dri- driven around like a yakuza guy. Yes, <laughs> to go grab Sakura. Again, it tracks as much as anything in this book, which is to say, uh, you have to like suspend disbelief somewhere. You have to suspend and- a-, a mountain of disbelief. You have to make the disbelief float like an <laughs> like inverted pyramid <laughs> over your head. And I mean, you just. Just last uh, episode, we had uh, Tokiomi talking about how great it is that Sakura and Rin will both get to compete in the next Grail War if he doesn't win this one. Mm-hmm. And how then the Tosakas will still have twice as much chance to win it. And not understanding, well, that means they, one of them is going to have to kill the other one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's just no saving Tokiomi. The, yes. The real thing is, this book just needs less perspective characters. Oh, yeah. Now, here's something Definitely. we can agree on. It spread itself so paper thin on all of these nothing characters. Mm-hmm. It should have just been Kotamine, honestly. I would even take Kotamine Kuritsuko. Those, are, those be- are the two that you care about, like Urobochi. Just... I don't think it would be good because I don't think that there's much to be done with those characters that's interesting in no, this time like, period. Again, but it would be better than on, this. As we said on the first episode, or as I said, I think that the whole premise of this book is just rotten at its core. Totally agree. Uh, so yes, this book should not exist. But if it has to, um, or worst case, make it make it a trio. Uh, waiver, often fun. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Use that to freshen it up, you know yeah. what I mean? But we don't need, yeah, like... I mean, you could even make it just waver in, from his perspective and just have these yeah, weird assholes that would also be really constantly bothering him. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, we don't need 12 perspective scenes of Assassin watching someone being like, oh, yeah, now we're going to play rock, paper, scissors and then go report back to Kotamine and then have a scene of Kotamine going, and here's what they uh, reported back to me and then cut to Tokiomi and him being like, okay, I've learned this from Kotamine. What will I do with this? I'm going to sit on my ass again. Uh, and then cut to Kiritsugu being like, I already knew that they were going to know this. It's it's like Why does so much time wasting? I yes. mean, it's it makes you relate most to Gil, who's just bored to death with Tokiomi. <laughs> yes. And wanting something to happen. It's truly wild that Tokiomi sits on his butt for two volumes, mm-hmm. gets up, walks outside, burns a guy almost to death. Uh, unfortunately, Kotomina was there to rescue him. Doesn't even check. Doesn't, doesn't even check. check. <laughs> uh, no, doesn't look. Goes and pats his daughter on the head. And then goes back home to sit on his butt more. (laughs) No, he goes to the church to ask other people to do work for him. Right. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me about that, Emerson. He's such a piece of shit. (laughs) Not even like in a fun way. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I can't believe it. It is. Okay. It's like Nasu is a criminal time waster at times. You know what I mean? 
Nasu, you remember how many fights with Kojiro there were? Yeah. Which were like <laughs> destined sword duels between him and Saber, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but like, at least also- okay. Nasu is like writing a tightly paced, uh, <laughs> like every piece is important story compared to whatever uh, Urobochi is doing here. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we haven't had a single like food scene this entire story. <sighs> Sorry, Emrys, we did have the scene of Kuritsugu eating those fast food burgers going, ah, the not taste what, of carnage. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is God, this is that is one of those scenes. Um <laughs> That is one of those scenes that if I was editing this, I would keep like I would make it so that that gun weighed exactly the same as Ilya. <laughs> and I would keep the <laughs> burger eating, uh the carnage burger scene. And yeah. those are like the two important things. That's all you need to know about Kiritsugu. Yes. He has a gun that weighs as much as Ilya. Those, okay. Those are the two Kiritsugu perspective scenes we keep. <laughs> yes. All yes. of the rest of them are cut. Okay. Let's, 12 let's dash keep... 4? Well, act 12 dash Oh. Yeah, I don't think we had anything else to say about Tokiomi. Fuck. What else is there to say about Tokiomi? Does he even talk to his wife in that scene, or is he just like walk past her? I think. I think she's. Inside. I think in the. I think in the. In the either anime, in the anime she's outside, and yes. Rin comes running out. Too. Okay. In yeah. the anime, it implies that he had a conversation with her. In the book, I think she's just not there because she doesn't matter, and she no, shouldn't I... be here. She shouldn't be alive. There's no fucking reason for her to be alive. Yeah. She should Wouldn't be a man. Anything if she wasn't there. Yes. It, yeah. Is. The whole bit about mages is that they like selectively breed to to enhance yeah, magic she circuits. Be some other family Sakura, you know. Yeah. Second, uh-huh. Uh-huh. second child that you marry off to another mage family because they want to keep the magic circuits increasing every generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she is and she just doesn't know it because you know, or they don't tell just adds them nothing in the dark. to the story. Yeah. There's no reason to have her. There's no reason. When does she die? Before Wednesday night, they don't really say. Does she die? Yeah, because she's like, gone. She's Ren's raising herself. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the whole bit. Is that like Rin was abandoned by her father at a young age, and and like has d- it is so disconnected from her mother that she never even mentions that she existed. Yeah. So like the idea mm-hmm. that her mom was around after the war and just kind of like passed away from anime girl wasting disease or something like that <laughs> yeah i mean like, she could have just died right after sakura was born it would have changed nothing in the story it would have changed nothing in the story because like even karia's like motivation could be he saw sakura uh, rin playing in the like park with a nursemaid taking care of her and then got the mm-hmm. story that sakura was adopted and he would have exactly the same uh like arc like oh mm-hmm. In the memory of this woman, I have to save these kids. But also, I'm like a fucked up loser. You know what I mean? She... Yeah, I can't imagine why you would add her. When does she die? It doesn't matter. Somewhere in the 11 years between the... As soon as the camera's off her, she stops existing like she's water vapor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she is more shallow than Sola, I guess. Definition. Yes, Sola has more uh, friction and interesting <laughs> character than uh, Aoi because Aoi doesn't exist. Like, if you told me, if you told me that 
Aoi was dead this whole time and it was just Karia having like hallucinations of her still being alive, that would be more interesting than what's going on. Yeah, that would that would be something. Okay, they're spoilers for future zero stuff. We're going to get but like none of none of it makes sense. Why does she exist? She shouldn't. Just have her die in childbirth. That's yeah. You don't even need to mention her. All <laughs> Yeah. All women exist for is to bring children into the world and love their husbands, so uh Tomino voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't shoot me. Okay. Act 12-4. Let's move on. Tokiomi, Kotomine, Archer are meeting with Iri, Maya, and Saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of Gil's interest in characterization is gone now that he's gone Saber horny mode. I This is Nasu's fault. I blame Nasu for this. It still sucks when it came, comes up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, do we know that Gil got doused in in grail mud right yeah yeah a super easy justification for for stay night gill is he got doused in grail mud but the whole anyway thing he's normal stay right now uh but you see is that the grail mud did nothing because he already was like that he yeah. says that and uh which is like, oh, yeah. taking that at face value yeah exactly uh, you could you could so easily take that as like, oh yeah, he's so like self centered that he believes that nothing has changed. Yeah, and instead, it's yeah, like, no, I no, I assumed that was true until I watched slash read this. <laughs> yeah, but they need to give you the the reason for why he's trying to sexually assault Saber so bad. You know what I mean? Because Zero has to set up everything. Anyway, Tokiomi wants to team up to take down Ryder. Um. The fact that everyone knows what Tokiomi is up to is very funny to me. Uh, like, because Rin doesn't know what Tokyo, what her family's goal is in Stay Night. What do you mean? It's well, she like, doesn't know that they're trying to reach the root. Yes. Oh, does she not? She, she just knows that they're trying knows, to win the Grail War, but she, she knows know that, that to reach the reaching the root is a goal of mages. She does not know that the Holy Grail War exists to do that. Okay. She is surprised right. when she finds out about it, and it's like. Man, Tokiomi, you couldn't have, like, I know you left a will with, like, information about this stuff. You didn't leave, like, a letter saying, hey, our entire family is, like, this is all you were born for. He he told her she has to win the Grail War. That's her duty. Mm -hmm. He told her mages are trying to reach the root, but he never connects those two statements in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So, Erie doesn't want to help, but she agrees a non, non-aggression non pact until uh, the other servants are dead, basically. Uh, yeah. Kotamine gives them Waver's location. Uh, he figured it out because he has assassin, had assassin, so he knows everything. Uh, but Erie's big condition is that Kotamine's got to get out of town, or else she'll team up with Ryder to fight them. Uh, Tokiomi agrees to send uh, Kotamina away as long as Saber promises not to use her NP anymore under the pretenses that it's too destructive. Yeah, yeah. she can only use it if there's a guarantee of no collateral damage. Yeah. yeah. And Saber's like, this is fine. I wasn't, wouldn't use it to, destroy, to do that anyway. Yeah. Because I'm too noble to do that. Too noble. <laughs> there's an exhausting part where Saber's like, 
or Eerie says something about like, yeah, we only used it last time because there's a ship in the way and Saber's like, grump, grump, grump. Yeah. Damn, Kritsugu helping me out again. How dare How could he? Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Kotomine stewing later on. Um, yeah, he's like, wow, Kritsugu did some fucked up stuff to Kanith and Sola. Wild. Um, he talks about his lack of motivation again. Didn't <laughs> didn't get that the first thirty times you were talking about it, Kiritsugu. Thanks. Archer drops by to try and seduce him again. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Anyway, Kotamina just goes sicko mode here. Uh, I remember when I saw Zero the first time, I was like really baffled by this. And it like took a while for me to like really figure out what was happening with Kotamina because I was like, he's kind of been like this nothing boring dude who had like one kind of fun scene with Archer, and then now he's just like the Joker. Okay, I guess. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's this like working backwards to this character thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, this is the point where he becomes, quote unquote, becomes Kotamina. Yeah. So. Uh, right. We get the bit that, uh, Kotamina doesn't have a, uh, magic crest at all. Yes. He claims to in Fate, Fate Stay Night, but it is not. It is these command spells, which he, uh, he explicitly yeah, which is says kind of that in Fate Stay Night. Okay. Okay. I thought I, I remember him that, saying like, it's like a command spell in that I use it up, but he must have later said it is explicitly a bunch of command or spells. He, I guess he, I don't know that he explicitly says it's a bunch of commands, but he says it's like a consumption-based. Yes, that's what he says. Uh Uh-huh. So here it's like, like, oh, that's where that consumption-based magic crest is, is he's burning command spells for power. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, It is really incredible, then, that it took, like, 20 crystallized miracles to save Sakura. (laughs) Yeah. Temporarily. Temporarily. For, like, a little while. Well, I That's guess you cool. could make the argument he was burning them to keep Gil around for the last 11 years slowly. I thought that was what the, like, like, baby mummies was for. That, yeah. too. That was, uh-huh. yeah, he was getting extra Real magic energy to keep him there. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. This part I do like. Gil is like, so, so I finally convinced you to go treasonous on your boss, right? And he's like, yeah. And Gil's like, so why don't I just kill you right now? And Kotomine, yep. and again, this is like a massive, massive misplay on uh, Tokiomi's part. Tokiomi has told Kotomine, oh, don't tell anyone, but I'm going to kill Gil at the end of the war because, yeah, oh, here's my top around. secret uh, plan. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense that Tokiomi would tell him this. Uh, no, why would it's, he? It's, it's really fo- like silly. Uh, it's great that uh, K- K- uh, Kotamine can use this to immediately win Gil over to his side. That's pretty yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Gil's like, oh no, what'll I do? I wish I could find a better master who's qualified yeah, to like, with take me. Unused command spells around? That would be great. Uh huh. Yes, they're like, uh, banter here is very fun. Yeah. Yes, this is this is the good Gil Kotamine stuff. You know? They're a good show. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Boyfriends. Then, uh, yeah, so that's the last important thing that happens. And we get uh, some, this like bit from Angerman's perspective being like, ooh, I'm evil. 
This yeah, he Andromon. You woke up when he heard uh, Kiritsugu mention his name, like he suddenly yeah. became Whereas, aware yeah. to some degree. Whereas I mostly feel like the zero tie-ins in uh, Holodraxia mm-hmm. fit kind of naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a weird allusion to a ship getting blown up or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they talk but, like, about that. And then Ilya's... the chestnut scene is really good. Yeah, yeah. the Ilya scenes yeah. land uh, or scene lands. Uh, the this is like Kiritsugu's grave and Shiro not wanting to visit yeah. it. It's a great, great. scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like hey, Hollow Ataraxia exists. You should go play that. And I'm like, mm, absolutely hey, you should. Yeah, I did. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, thanks. You're uh, wasting my time why? here. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if part of the reason I liked Fate Zero more the first time is because I read it before I played Hollow Ataraxia. You know what's fucking good? Hollow goddamn Ataraxia. Yeah. Probably the second best thing we've covered so far. Uh, it's up there. It's no Tsukahime. It's no Tsukihime, I found. I know. The lone. But that might make it the second best thing, because I like it more than Stay Night. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you there. I just like Saber a lot. I like Saber, too. This has been a brutal, okay. like, this has been a really brutal. Yeah. I think that it... Zero can be fun for you uh, if you're a Saber fan, as long as what you like about Saber is that she's weak and needs to be protected. <laughs> yeah. This Saber is Fake not Saber. Saber. fan. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think that's a very weird kind of saber fan. Uh-huh. Um, but you know what's great? Bazette and Angermanu eating beef bowls together <laughs> for At the cheap worst beef bowl place. <sighs> I would eat a beef bowl with Bazette and urban legends spreading about them doing this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I miss the days of Hollow Ataraxia. There's a there's a, we got another scene in the anime that we will briefly touch on. It, so, I don't know. Skip to the next bit if if you're uh a uh novel Oh yeah, that's person. right. That doesn't happen in the light novel. Uh, yeah. Um we get the scene of of Gil or how of uh Kotomine Kotomine. stabbing stabbing uh Oh yeah. It's yeah. a very funny scene. Which is like... It is funny. It is actually it is, pretty funny. It is very funny with the context of um, of Stay Night that is like, oh, wow, Kotomine, you're going to give this dagger to his daughter in like two weeks. Damn. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really funny uh, Kotomine beefing with a child moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your dad wanted you to have the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, Kotomine. Uh, um, anyway, it, yeah, it's interesting that the anime puts it there because we're about to get a long interlude mm-hmm. uh, before mm-hmm. that scene in the novels. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. This is the beginning of Maybe they just didn't think that people would understand that Gil and uh, Kotomine openly plotting to kill Tokiomi meant that Ko- <laughs> Tokiomi was going to get killed. Yeah. I mean, maybe they were worried that people were going to be like, hell yeah next episode tokiomi's gonna pull his big master plan out <laughs> and do something cool <laughs> he's gonna be elegant <laughs> he uh, elegantly died i guess very um okay but yes yes the saber thing the saber thing 
the the romeo uh post face is like doing this thing again right where it's like oh my god saber oh no i can't wait till saber gets saved and it's like you know saber doesn't get saved right yeah <laughs> like the the saber route is that shiro can't help her and she dies yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> like that's only, a good end yeah. that's that's the good that's that is her proper ending because she's dead and she gets to be yep. dead and like finally be at peace you know what I mean? And and go to Avalon and yeah. Um, this is a this is a I guess you'll never meet your heroes. Parentheses read their post faces. Yeah. A, a thing <laughs> that you don't like very much. Uh because I am reading and enjoying a whole lot. Uh, Tsuino Stella. I think <laughs> Romeo is a very good writer. Uh I do not agree <laughs> with this. Statement. I guess this is the thing: is um the fate route is the is the best like ending for saber right yeah it's it's very, it's like great i mean the, you can um, argue that like the the good rin ending is the best ending for saber maybe hmm. but i'd say the favorite is the best ending for saber yes like the story to blind wise story wise what's the name of the thing the post story like saber oh god it's not eclipse it's uh it's not eclipse oh it wishes it was eclipse um yeah it's no eclipse but it's uh is it eclipse just called so like good. What is it called? Epilogue or something like that, probably. I don't know. Anyway, you know the one where it's like, yeah. oh, and Saber in Avalon, and then she meets Shiro again in Avalon, in there heaven, and they're Shiro happy forever. looking Shiro. This is, this is written, the p- kinds of people who are like, wow, I love what this book is doing for Saber, is, are the people who were dissatisfied with the Fate Root ending and wanted this. Yeah. Like Saber yeah. uh, and uh, Shiro embracing in front of Jesus Christ in heaven. You know what I mean? Oh, I I don't like it. I don't understand. I really don't understand what people are getting out of this, uh, unless they're like gun fetishists. You know what I mean? Um, but I did it laugh really hard. Episode. I did laugh really hard when uh, Romeo was talking about how you can smell the thick stench of Urobochi on Fate Zero. This is oh. absolutely <laughs> a translation quirk. Um, <laughs> because I I. I just yeah yeah I just ran into in Romeo's work him saying uh what could be translated if you were trying to make it sound bad uh oh uh like such an act had this had the stink of human humanity about it that's better uh, than this because which yeah. is like yes oh just whiff in that thick yeah. musk of Urobochi. Yeah, Urobochi I'm like, all over this one. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I'm getting a lot of the musk of Urobochi. Again. Too much Urobochi musk. What he's saying... I feel like I've been sprayed by a skunk and the skunk is Urobochi. What he's saying yeah. is you can you can feel the like Urobochi style. But... Yes. No, I know. It's just, uh, yeah. it's, this, it's, Part of this is me making fun freezing, of the translation, yeah. certainly. Uh, it's a very funny image. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure it sounds less weird in native Japanese. But it is a very funny image. Yes. Um, he also talks about how Urobochi is perfectly encapsulating Nasu's style while adding his own spin on it. I don't think that's remote. No, that's oh. not true. That's not true at all. That's like, and again, I know this is a poor translation, but like, he's not. He doesn't write even like a little bit like Nasu. Yeah, I mean. Like the vibe is so different. Yes. Yeah. The vibe is incredibly it's different. Like, and we can't evaluate the pros is part of the yeah. problem. Yeah. 
mean, can uh, you see like, Nasu describing guns and jets in detail for like I guess, yeah, this four like, pages? It's like um, the priorities are so completely different that I don't know how you can really like compare the two. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like Urobochi doing his thing. Unless what, what he means like. is Nasu lovingly describes food and Urobochi lovingly describes guns. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Maybe They're both very specific it. types of pervert. I think yeah. that's definitely true. <laughs> I think Nasu is a more interesting pervert, personally. That, yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, no, that's... Just, you got something, Emrys? I just realized that Ryder and Waver aren't in this volume at all for this <laughs> half of it, are they? No, no, not for this They're reading. Just not not appearing in this section. They like as much fun as we had early on with them. They don't really matter. No, mm-hmm. no, not really at all. Um, most of the characters don't matter. We're it's twelve thirty. How long have yeah. we been going? Well, about. Uh, two and a half hours ish i'm shocked that we got away uh with this i have like does anyone have anything else to say about zero uh i two mean more like episodes said, to go. we have two more yeah, episodes, two episodes one more book I, pretty much everyone yeah, will be I, dead by next book mostly yeah uh i remember liking the first part of the next volume for a bit and then it kind of goes like I there's think a section I like of it and then it suddenly goes into garbage. You and me, Emerus. We're uh, we're one mind on this. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Uh they're gonna have me for like two episodes. Mm-hmm. No. That's one episode. It's two oh, episodes. It's only one episode. So you're gonna have they're gonna have you for an episode and a half. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna have the one episode part of another and then it's gonna jump off the cliff mm-hmm. it's really dumb it's, yeah that's so one more volume part of the abnormal mapping network i'm so tired go listen to abnormal mapping podcasts they probably you can probably find one where they talk uh they give the other side of the zero story where they say yeah, I mean, M M says that it's that sick. Fate zero uh, slash hollow out yeah. Yeah, you know. If you think if you disagree with us. Zero. Uh if you think that we're being uh squares, go listen to M talk about it. Yeah. You'll have fun with that. Uh, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. I like people who like zero are like aliens to me. At this point, I can. I need to like go to space to like find people who can understand me. Then I conceptually understand a person who likes zero, mm-hmm. but we live on opposite sides of the world. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So go listen to abnormal mapping podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, go listen to in in a few months. Go listen to the uh, novel not new that Emerus is going to be on. Uh, go play yep. com comet. Uh, <laughs> go play yeah. We Know the Devil if you want to, if you yeah. haven't already. Yeah, check it out. It's fun. Next time, should we do our well, plugs? I guess we could do yeah. our plugs first. I'm on Twitter at Ben Ends. 
I'm working on my visual novel. I'm mostly doing the script for part two while I wait for music. So I've been saying this a lot, but like, I promise it's going to be cool. Type fanuc.moe into an address bar. That'll get you somewhere. Mm-hmm. Probably my Twitter right now, I think. Yeah. But I may set up a page at some point that's like, here's where to find me. Like a switching station. Yeah. Emrys, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Emrys uh, underscore Norius, N-O-R-E-A-S, or uh, on the Abnormal Mapping Discord or on the uh, Super Secret Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be on Novel Not... Yes. Uh, I'm going to be on Novel Not New in a few months. We're going to be doing Xenosaga there, so if you want to play a 40-plus hour JRPG, uh, check it out. Is that the one with Jesus in it? Um... I know one of them's sort got of. Jesus in it. Xenosaga does directly have involvement of Jesus Christ in parts of it. I'm trying to remember if it's in the first Xenosaga, which is what we're covering. I see. Because there's I three see. spoilers in the series. Um. <laughs> um. Fuck. You can find the show on Twitter at Fate Moon Archive. Wait. At Crying Rolls. Oh, shit. At, at Crying, Crying Rolls. You can find us on uh, co-host at fate-moon-archive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. Yes, this is Fen's fault. Uh, but I say it every time, so it's okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What are we, to- what are we doing next time? Emrys, okay. uh, thank you for joining us. You're not going to be here <laughs> next time. Uh, no. I hope you had fun ragging on Fate Zero with us. <laughs> um, it was good to get out all my uh, um, issues with it. It's been a joy having you with y'all. It's it been a joy having enjoyable. you, and it's it's been wonderful to have uh, Tsukihime's greatest warrior on our on my side. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's good <laughs> to have a fellow uh, Tsukihime defender to, uh-huh. to talk about this with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so excited for a remake, partially just because I want to. You know what slaps Tsukihime remake? Yeah, I wish I had the energy to play it right now. Yeah. Do we have any um, idea when the translation is going to be released? Sometime the, next the year. One? They don't have a good, uh, solid date yet, as far as I know. But I'm, I would bet it's wait. by like the. Wait, sorry. The official translation. Oh, the official translation. Yes, that's next. The the fan translation is already out. You can go read it. If you do go read it, uh, don't tell me anything that happens in the remake, or uh, I will destroy you. No, I'm yeah. gonna wait for the official one. Yeah, I feel like most people are doing this at, that, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping how to be... annoyed the fan translators are that an official one's being released so soon after they finished. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be a bittersweet thing where it's like, oh, great, more people will play a game that I cared about enough to spend hundreds of hours uh, fan translating. And then also, man, I wish people would read the fan translation I worked really hard on. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. But it's hard enough to get people to play a visual novel once, let alone twice. Yeah. Fair. I'm probably going to end up reading all three trans, the three versions eventually. I like Tsukihime. What can I say? I will not, probably read Not back to back. I will probably read it once in Japanese. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're far enough away that if I can't get through that game in Japanese when we get there, uh, something terrible has gone wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next time. Next time. We are covering. Who's on? Who's on? Barring uh, extenuating circumstances, pa, uh, Emoto of the pod, Catherine, will be joining us again. 
our powerful Emoto, yes. Catherine, mm-hmm. will be joining us mm-hmm. to cover the vol- the beginning of Volume 4 First through two. Act 14, yeah, which yeah. is an interlude. Act 13 uh, and 14. 13 14. Which is episodes 18 through 21 of the anime. Uh, ben has a Love panicked look on their face. No, no, I counted. It's okay. Uh, it sounded like a lot of... We episodes. have nine episodes left, so we were going to do five and four in some configuration, and it was going to be like two and seven if we didn't do it this way, or we were going to have to weirdly like talk about parts of episodes it was no. it was going to be unpleasant um, yeah it was going to be unpleasant to only be two this, this is time. the fate zero experience <laughs> uh yeah um look forward to that for yuri tea time we're covering madoka magica are we doing yeah. a series yes uh i'm are you doing rebellion two or just the series i thought we were doing rebellion for another episode yeah and then we were yes we're okay rebellion sorry Wait, are we doing? I think we put off because we yeah. have Catherine again soon. So we're doing yes, we're doing uh, the series for the first uh, zero episode with Catherine, and we're doing Rebellion for the second. If you haven't watched right. uh, Madoka, uh, watch the show. Watch uh, watch the show. Don't watch Rebellion right after. Listen to our discussion and yeah. then watch Rebellion because we will we will talk about the show as if it is a standalone work and not mention anything that happens in Rebellion. Yeah, All right. and well, I I've will. Been waiting to watch that, so I will. We it's watched, a banger. We watched uh, Madoka last year. This I watched year? it like a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um. Uh. But yes, me and Fen watched it together. Uh. Like early this year, last year, somewhere in that range. And Rebellion right mm-hmm. after. Yeah. Um. But so this time I'm gonna do the recap movies. Mm. I'm gonna watch the ser- the full series again. I think. Oh, look at you go! I like it. It's good. It's a good series. I just have other things to do with my. I'm life. probably gonna have to like do it while drawing. Yeah. The rebellion. I'm going to sit down for. Yeah. It's movie rebellion. Slaps. Movie but slaps. Again, we are not covering rebellion next no. time. We're just covering the series. Yeah. Uh, I'll make sure to note down any scenes that aren't in the show that mm-hmm. are in the recap movies to. Uh, uh, talk about um anything else we Captain's- are also oh, right. covering oh no for oh right all together for all together we're out of eno hell we're covering thank gods uh <laughs> io christmas eve uh, no not another christmas one <laughs> christmas special uh 2005 vn io um, christmas eve this is too close to eno a christmas story <laughs> <laughs> um that should be interesting. Is this one you've played before? No. Oh. I have not. But you know the pitch and you think it sounds interesting. Uh all I said was it will be interesting. Um I don't I don't know if I believe you after the last couple of altogether games. By interesting I mean we're gonna have a discussion, I think. Yes. Maybe it'll be short. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, I'm tired. Do you have the, the mm-hmm. oh wait, I asked no. I don't want the description, but how long is it? Uh, okay. Let me check. Um, uh, 21 minutes. Hell yeah. Vote. So, short. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, yeah. 
we should also... Ben is going to yell at me. We're also going to cover Venus meets Venus. No, Fen, that's too many things. Uh, and I already have to watch so much anime. I want to. I wanted to. I want to give Venus meets Venus a, a better chance than just cram it into the margins. It's like a forty-minute game. Fen, but like okay. to talk about. Okay. okay. You know, it's a Catherine episode. Catherine's not going to shut up about zero. <laughs> Sorry, Catherine. I don't mean. I mean this affectionately. Uh, I see how it is. What? Uh, nothing. I love you. Um, I just don't want to spend six hours on a zero episode. Okay, that's it. That's all we're covering. Fen's glaring at me. I just want to talk about a good queer game. I'm gonna go over the table at you. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. I know. I feel like we had a good conversation about it. Yeah, we talked to. Pretty good about that, I'd say. We'll have to do that as our as our Yuriti time on our next guestless episode, uh, which is like Fen. If you let me have an episode with no guests, no offense to any of our guests, I love our guests, but I do love to have a just Fen episode. I will do five short visual novels or interactive fictions with you for Yuriti time. Your choice. I can line that up. <laughs> You just have to get me an episode with no guests. Yeah. I think I think that we will spend Spend plotting suddenly. No, (laughs) I I things are already in the works. Somebody's getting a DM right now saying, Oh sorry, some scheduling. (laughs) We're gonna have to cancel your guest appearance. I'm thinking that we have Catherine on for this can get cut later. (laughs) I I'm thinking that we have Catherine on for the first and last DDD episode. There's three episodes of that. So there's, uh, there's five. Five. Okay. That would be give us we a good chunk. We could do it in three, but that would be a lot of reading. That's too much work. Five is fine with me. Um, What's after DDD? Is it Prisma Ilya? Oh, God. I think five episodes sound great. <laughs> Can we get it to six? <laughs> Make it a nice three months. <laughs> um. I mean, like, I'm sure that we could if we really wanted to, but... Um... I'm just kidding. Oh, no, it's Karno Kokai. Oh, the, the, the epilogues? Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's going to be with Olivia. Still still five episodes sounds good yeah. <laughs> to me, but... Yes. Uh, yeah, we actually have a bunch of stuff between us and Prelia. Hell yeah. yeah. This, all, this is all good. I'm just cut. looking at the list now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we have 428. That one's going to be weirdly long. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? I, for, I added Heart of Freaks and the notes is just why dot dot dot. Found more zero for us. Oh, I can't believe that we have like a hundred chapters of Prelia to read. I can do that in a night. Yeah. I just... I would rather be We don't even get to read any of the I would good so stuff. much rather be reading Prismalia than Fate Zero. And maybe this says something about me. <laughs> like if Prismalia was like novels, I don't know that that is true, but manga, yeah. I can just breeze through it and be done and like it's going to not be great and it's going to have a lot of uncomfortable stuff in it. But you know what? Else ha- else has uncomfortable stuff in it? Fucking Fate Zero. Yeah. Do you remember the Sakura worm? 
<sighs> Unfortunately. Wait, how did... Oh, right. I put Prilia where Oz-Y starts. Ah, okay. Anyway, I think anyway. that's enough. We are, we're cutting a large part of that last bit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Emrys, thank you for joining us again. Thank you so yeah, much for joining you. us, Emrys. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Yeah. I think I managed to hold it together for this episode better than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. I'm beat now. We will get back to long episodes at some point. That's a really funny thing to say when all of our episodes lately have been two to three hours, which most people, most podcasts would consider long episodes. Yeah, no, this is, uh, I, this is I, the thing I, is like the giant Palmcast is one of the first podcasts I listened to. Mm. And those are like all two and a half to three and a half hours. And so like, that's a nice, that's a nice length uh-huh. for me. Uh, and then I see 20 minute podcasts and I'm like, What's what point? is this? What's even the point? Why? This is why we innovated in the field of six star rum times, fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. We don't have a lot of listeners, you know what I mean? But I think we, we do good work here and we're very fun. Okay, Ben. Yeah. My absolutely. offer stands. If anyone um, uh, rates the podcast five stars and wants to bitch at me about my p- opinions on zero, I will read it as long as you rate us five stars and leave a review. Hell yeah. Uh, the other uh, thing I, I want to I say. would do that, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I would be betraying my zero feelings to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll read complaints too. If you want to like be like, wow, no one has ever bitched about zero the way I've wanted someone to bitch about zero. Uh, leave us a five star <laughs> review. I'll read that too. Uh, I do want to uh, call out, uh, call out, shout out uh, the person who sent us a very nice email. They didn't send the email. Okay, I'll cut the name out, but you know who you are. We got one email from someone being very nice to us about our podcast. Uh, So thank you very much. It made my day. Yeah. All right, that's it. Fen, save my life. Um, how? Devil sounds like smoke and honey. (laughs) That is a great line. There are a lot of great lines. That was supposed to be the sign off. Oh. One day let's meet in the digital sea. <laughs>
Hit it. Recording. Cool. Um, Welcome to Fate Moon Archive. No, we haven't done any of our stuff yet. I was just trying <laughs> to scare you. You got uh, the link to the show notes. Oh, yeah. It's the same place as last time. So if you right, go, just... Did you upload show notes? It's what? Did I, I did upload them. Okay. You just haven't converted them yet. Okay. Uh, let's see. So I think it's in scheduling pinned messages. Uh, yep. The recordings folder. Got it. And then it's episode 67. File. Save ben still has to set up the file, so don't click on anything in there yet. Just You can just get there. I really got to start like writing uh, the intros before we get on mic. Listen... Uh, we already put so much work into this goddamn podcast. A little bit of last minute uh, scrambling is part of the package deal. That Hemorrhous. Mm-hmm. I am so tired right now. <laughs> I was I was like yesterday, every single day this week, I've been ready to f- fucking fight Fen on every battlefield imaginable about basically anything. And now I'm like, I'm here. I have to talk about <laughs> Zero. I'll just nod politely while Fen talks at me, and then I'll go to bed. Hey, that's not the worst plan. Daylight savings time. Beat the shit out of me. Goddamn. Yeah, it sucks. I I didn't realize uh, that was going to happen right before. Yeah, no, me me neither. This was a... This is all my fault for not being prepared for our last recording, so I officially issue an official apology to everyone involved, but... It's a good thing I didn't try and cram We Know the Devil because it did take me almost five hours to play. <laughs> and oh, really? I think I had yeah. three hours. I I got through it in about two. See, but this I... is the this is the funny thing is that like I told Fen it was a four hour game and Fen was like, uh, yeah, okay. And then Fen got through it in less than two hours and then I played it and I did like four and a half hours and somewhere. I am range. a slow reader. And Fen is a slow reader. Well, did you this... skip... Like scenes you'd already had before, or did you? I did do that this time. Usually, I don't. Uh, this is because I took twice as much notes as I had taken for zero this week. (laughs) That'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, it really builds up. What are you up to, fan? Uh, safe to open the file now. Yeah. Okay, you can open the episode six doc. Actually, wait one sec. Ah, shit. Never Sorry. mind. Oh. Uh, it won't break anything. Don't worry. Just back out of it. More options. Okay. Now we can go. get in there? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Episode. So, what's our Yuri tea time? We got Plain Song, Christmas Special. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we do have that. Emrys, I can't believe you had to listen to us talk about how bad Plain Song was when you had the Christmas special on your belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This is rock bottom, isn't it? It's bad. It's gotta be rock bottom for the like games that we've played so far. Like, easy. Three and four. Plain Song, Christmas special. We know... Um, underscore, underscore, et, right? Or is it just one underscore? I think it's two. 
I'll check two that. underscores. Yeah, it's Hell two. Yeah. It's important. It's two. Ooh, okay. Uh, Fan, did you have anything else you wanted to mention? Or are you going to save those for a different, more energetic day? Um, have I watched or read? Oh. You played a bunch of little um, games, but do you want to save those? Uh, we're going to do a future URT time on both of them. So let's not even. You can say I play that you played a couple games. They'll be a surprise. We'll talk about them some other time. Yeah. Um. We should mention Hyakano and uh, hundred. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and uh, I'm just trying to cut. Those could be surprises at the end of the season. Or like we also picked up this and that. No, you want to mention it. Should mention them. Uh, especially Kusuriya no Hitori Goto is like really good. One hundred girl. Really love you. It's really telling that it's a that it's you in the title. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? Uh Kusuria no Hitorigoto. What's the English title? An Apothecary's Tale. Apothecary Diary? Diaries. The Apocryphary Diaries. Not, not, not the apostasy diaries. <laughs> how how is apostate uh, <laughs> easier for it to guess than apocryphary from that spelling? Yeah. I know I spelled it pretty wrong, but like, come on. It is very funny. Uh, it's late after all. Um, and... <laughs> well, I'm glad your kids behave. Like, we're, we're good at bedtime tonight. You didn't have to wrestle a bunch of kids down. Yeah, no, I wasn't sure if I'd be ready. Not mm-hmm. ready till 10.30, but... Uh... It worked out. Yeah, now we're the ones holding you up. <laughs> as it right. should be. Okay, I think I'm ready. You think you're like ready? Like I said, I got eight hours of recording time, so. All right. Ben, are you ready? I'm dot is slash just. Right, right, right. Okay, let me just pull it up. Time dot is. Daylight savings time has ended in North America. That's the quote of the day. It was Albert <laughs> Einstein. Uh, seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Ben was a little late. But... I was a little late. You want to do it again? No, it's fine. I might have been a half second early. So that's also fine. Mm-hmm. I will adjust you as I see fit. Oh. The passage of time will usually extract the venom of most things and render them harmless. Haruki Murakami.
They've had worse people give quotes, I guess. Murakami's the one who, when I was like telling our, our Japanese teacher that I was reading Tsukihime, was like, please don't do that. Read Murakami instead. <laughs> I mean, it's like, if you want to... If you want to understand Japanese storytelling, read Hard Boiled Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is it? It's Hard Boiled Detective in something Wonderland? I forget. I have had enough Hard Boiled Detectives lately, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, hard Boiled Wonderland on the End of the World. Oh, that's what it is. You're right. Um, which is, I think it is, like, good. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is hugely influential, mm-hmm. um, but also, yeah, I don't know. Read whatever you want. Yeah, I haven't been able to read Tsukihime lately because I've been doing too much writing, and it makes it so that I can't process language. I've been like stumbling over words more because my brain is so full of words. Mm-hmm. That's got- my burden as a creator, as the next great American novelist. I got busy with a bunch of stuff and haven't, and then finally got back to Sweet Nostella for like two days and was like, oh, right, this game slaps, actually. You're zipping through that thing when you're actually working on it. Yeah, I just need yeah. to like sit down and actually work on it. Okay. Uh, and say all my spare time has away. been FGO and, and Xenosaga. Mm. Oh, I am thankful that I never got the, the Xenosaga bug, Xeno bug. Well, no. you did a few Xenos. I, I am going to go back to uh, Torna at some point mm. uh, so that we can eventually do three. Right, right. Because we, um, we did do a Yuri T time on two with Olivia, didn't yeah. we? So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing it for Novel Not New. That's the game I'm covering. Oh. So I got a 40-hour JRPG to fit in by January, so that'll take a... Is that announced? Time. Can we put... The, or should we cut that? Oh, no, you can announce it. That's fine. Uh, oh, okay. I asked six, and uh, V said it was fine to, to Hell yeah. say the game. So, Hell yeah. 